Greetings, citizens of Podcast City. I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can survive. If I let you. Yes, sir. You know what to do with your dead homie Blaze coming through with a little message just for you. The homies over at Hell Entertainment hit me up. They told me they're doing it all, yo. They do it all from photography to graphic design and publications, yo. And that ain't it. They're doing it for artists. They're doing it for artists around the motherfucking world. That's right. Not just your backyard. Not just out there on the streets in the states. They talking about the motherfucking world. That means the whole goddamn globe. That circle. That whole motherfucking circle. That's what the public Everybody, yo. And that ain't all. That ain't all. Look, 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 look. They on that next level. They on that next level. That's right. Center Sundays. They doing their own podcast. They talking about everything from music and more. Check them out today, yo. You heard it here first. Your homie and my homies over at Hell Entertainment. Yo, that's what I'm about. This motherfucker. My body's on the one A body shot me. It's interesting to see the means and attacks. Hello. Well. Welcome to Match 14 here at Off the Rope Tuesdays. I am the podcast here. Joined. As always, by Jack Torrance and the lovely Miss Nighthawk. How are we all doing tonight? Yes. I was like, did you hear me? Is this thing on? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you the old holster here? Uh-huh. Yes, Miss Nighthawk, how are we doing this week? I'm all right. That's what we like Surviving. to do. That's all we can do in this crazy <laughs> world they have out there waiting for us. And, uh, well, here we are. Yes, sir. You said it correct. Match 14. The bell has officially rung. Match is we, underway. Match is underway, my friend. Of course, once again, just like every week, it seems, a whole lot of shenanigans took place this week in the world of professional wrestling. And, Before um, this weekend, I have a oh. bone to pick. Oh? 
with the fucking CEO, chairman of the WWE, Mr. McMahon. No chance. So what's your beef with Vinny Mac there, buddy? Well, there's no chance he's going to shut us the fuck down <laughs> because he tried two weeks in a row. And guess what? We're still here. You're still watching us. You're still listening to us. So, Vince, what's the deal? We paid tribute to Paul Orndorff last week. And you took the clip. You took the, the our our feed down, but we're back. It's back up. We mm-hmm. may have taken out the feed, but you know. And then the week before that, we were trying to educate the youngsters and some great matches. And you took that down too. Two weeks no. in a row. Can we get the hat trick this week? Probably not, because we're not going to play any clips today. Because because <laughs> yeah, I bet you're sick of going back and having to edit every friggin' episode now, right? <laughs> well, well, you know, and, and it's like you know, you you call out Enzo every week for a match, mm-hmm. wherever. Oh, I'll get to that. Don't worry. I'm calling Vince out. I want Ooh. Vince in a steel cage. I want Vince in the old school steel cage, the blue steel cage. Oh, you, you sure Hulk you know? Hogan Bundy steel cage. All right, I thought you might want to go uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre with the black one, but I uh, can't can't argue the old Rage in the Cage blue style. No, Vince needs to be taken back to when he first started to stop being a dick. So to do that, he needs the blue steel cage. I can dig it, Daddy. And I'm going to break that run right down the middle. Yeah, I'm going to pop out his quad muscles again, too. Like that one time he did walking the old yeah, that he is. just getting into the ring and somehow pop both quads at the same time. But his anger didn't even phase him at the fact that the both quads had just gone poo because he was just so mad he didn't even care that he couldn't walk. I hope he blew a quad because he was so pissed we played his clips. <laughs> right? You know, and it's like, dude, all right, I understand copyright shit, blah, blah. But, I mean. But we're not making uh, money off this. We're not monetizing this yeah. for money if we're making money where is it because i'm sitting in my living room we're not in a studio together we're yeah this is why i mean i'm literally in the dungeon myself the the jack torrance boiler room if you will see now i've actually been downgraded from my luxurious space that we pre- i always previously broadcasted from before uh you know it, it, just to reiterate your point yeah we're not getting any money here this is why i'm cashing in cans every day and doing a show in a basement so like, Come on, Vince. We're just trying to educate the people so they watch more and more of your program. I mean, let's not get into the fact that AEW is kicking your ass right now. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, I'd be, more, I'd be right. more pissed about that than, than three local people here the in a podcast playing some clips not even 10 minutes long. Well, maybe it's just the fact that potentially Vince just really hates educating the young and he really hates paying tribute to the dead because that's what we did and we got more sh- for Paul Orndorff than Raw did, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. They literally did like barely anything. It was like Paul Orndorff. Here's when he was born. Here's when he died. Bye. We did a couple of clips <laughs> and the ten dollar salute, and <sighs> oh, you can't pay tribute to one of the greatest wrestlers of path of, of wrestling history. No, we're gonna shut you down. Well, you didn't shut us down, Vince. We're here and we're here to stay. So come and get it, damn it. That's right. We cannot be stopped, Vinnie Mac. You can bring all of Stanford, Connecticut against us, but it won't matter. We're here to stay, and we thank all of you out there listening and watching who have joined the revolution, who stand by us each and every week, as long as we can, you know, still be here. So much kudos to uh, dozens and dozens of fans. With that being said, please make sure you go like, share, subscribe to the YouTube page. You can follow all of us. All of us. All of us. <laughs> <Follow> <laughs> all of the- all the shows that we do, 
uh, over on the Hell Entertainment oh, YouTube page. But please go like, share, subscribe. That is the uh, most monetizing we do is just your likes. That's all we care about at this point. So uh, yeah. go fucking like it. Go follow Amy Young Photography. Uh, I'd say go follow Jack Torrance, but I don't know if he has another page. Uh, I'm on the Insta face. I'm not familiar with this whole uh with these tweets or twits, if you will. Although many people out there refer to me as a twit, so maybe it's fitting that I get on there. We will Just see. Twit, dumbass, you know, answer, pretty much answer, answer to anything. Yeah, worst thing that ever happened in the earth. Why did your mom give birth to you? You know, shit like that. Well, nope, not that, sorry. That's Whoa. too early. That was too early, I'm sorry. Uh, people oh, have oh. said some things. What can I say? I am it's a nice. heel. <laughs> Hashtag heels of New England, if you want to he follow got me. got pissed because we were talking about Vince. Me? He's like, you can't talk about... No, that picture you posted up. He popped up nowhere. He was like, you can't talk about Vince. Right. I mean, he works for EW, so why does he care? Can I put this up? I don't know what this is. That was Evil Uno of the Dark Order. Ah, oh, here we go. How would you like to suck my bows, Mr. McMahon? Yes. <laughs> well done, Nighthawk. Well done indeed. I can dig it. That is, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how we feel right now. Welcome, um, Pops. He says Saturday night main event cage match. Yes. yes. Pops Ghostly knows what's up. I'll have my special referee, Mr. Jack Torrance, and my manager, Nighthawk, there to mm-hmm. help secure the victory. Well, between you and uh, Enzo, looks like we're building quite a card here, aren't we not? <laughs> ah, yes. You'd, you've been waiting all week for that, haven't you? No, I didn't. I knew it was common, so. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that picture is just I'm accustomed to it now, I guess, but I'll still never accept it. You still got to call yes. it out, though. It's, it's a, I, with the weekly ritual now. Yeah, I got to get it over with. Might as well throw it out there now. Enzo, still waiting for you. You can find me on Facebook, Jack Torrance. You can find me on Instagram, Jack Torrance46-469. And before long, I guess I'm going to be a, um, a twit. So, Well, are you Jack I'm, Torrance or you prominent prom- dum- dumpster baby? No, no. I meant to tell you guys I had to fix that. You're killing me small. Well, dude, you know what? It would be a lot easier if Instagram didn't make it so fucking impossible to delete a page you don't want. I had an old Jack Torrance page. That's why I was prom night dumpster baby. Just wanted to change the name. So now it's Jack Torrance dash 469. You can find me there. So nonetheless, Enzo, still waiting for it, buddy. Do I have to follow you again? I don't believe so. It looked like I still had all my regular followers. All right, cool. Check it out. It's just the same page. I just changed the name. So. Oh, all right. Good night, yeah, Prom yeah. Night Dumpster Baby. We will always miss you, Prom Night Dumpster Baby. But yes, to reader, <laughs> finish off my point. Enzo, anytime, anywhere, apparently, you're getting booked on the same card as my boy Diggs taking on none other than Vinny Mac. The podcast kid, Rage in the Cage. And, you know, I say this right Are you, you guys already call the cage match. I don't care. I'll go barbed death match. I will do thumbtacks. I will do whatever it takes to get you, Mr. Enzo, in the ring. So, see you next week. <laughs> Let's see if we can book Enzo on the show. Oh, <laughs> boy, would that be a show. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. It might be something, that's for sure. Well, he, we might interrupt you. Uh, you know, he might need to get the night off from wherever he's working now, McDonald's or whatever. So, you know, give him time. Olive Garden. <laughs> no, last I knew Justin Credible worked there. <laughs> he's, oh, you know, the best, he's the best waiter. What'd you do? Drip spit spitting your beer? No, oh, I wish. I think there's a bug in there. Has that ever Maybe. stopped you before? No. Fair enough. No alcohol abuse in this house, folks. Mm-mm. Not down in the Jack Torrance dungeon. 
speaking of alcohol, how's that wine, Miss Nighthawk? I'm getting used to it. A little bit of bubbly. Eh? <laughs> oh, what a week it was in the wrestling world. Now that my rant is done with Mr. Vinnie Mac. Mm -hmm. I got Enzo out of the way. There is one thing uh, Miss Nighthawk and I would like to mention, though, Mr. Uh, the Kid. It appears that someone, just someone here on the show, might have a birthday tomorrow. Should we sing happy birthday to the podcast kid? That's right, <laughs> folks. Tomorrow, your boy, he's, uh, he's, he's aging like fine wine. Look at him go. So, more in like your honor, in more your like honor milk. well, you know, I, I, I'm trying to sell it for you. Nonetheless, I appreciate you it. Gotta, you got to leave in the comments how old you think he is. Oh, it's a guessing game. It's like how many M&Ms are in the jar. All right. I'll put it out there. <laughs> if you can guess how old I turn tomorrow, we'll ship you out a T-shirt. Oh, how about them apples? We got surprises, folks. So, that's right. Take a gander. Take a guess. If and I'm sure can. I can throw in some uh, Amy Young photography pin or a sticker or two if she's got some kicking her Right on, right on. And I can, I don't know, trim some back hair so I can do yes. something. <laughs> you can grow your own hair. Jack Torrance in a bottle. There it is. You can clone me. That's what the world needs. It's more of me. So, yeah, give it a, give it a try, folks. Whoever comes closest by the end of the show, as far as guessing how old the podcast kid will be tomorrow. Ooh, we, got, we, got, we got some guesses already in there. I'll Ooh. leave it with the to put up in the in the comments. All right. So in your honor, buddy, this one's for you. I'm kicking it old school, 40-ounce style. Here's to the podcast kid. Kid, happy birthday today, guy. Thank you. Thank you. Nope, you both are incorrect. All right. So guy said 39. What did Pop say? I'm sorry. I was selling the 40. 37. All right. All right, so you guys are throwing them out there. Now, are we limiting them to one guess because they're like three of our four? No, they can go. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, how about we give it to till 8.45 to make a correct guess, and then we'll cut it yeah, off. All right. I'm sure our boy uh, Joshua Hill will be checking in any time now, so we'll get him involved as well. So in the meantime, just going to crack one for the homie. My ones are upstairs. <laughs> Yes, 67. Bob. Oh, he's getting close. That looked pretty good for <laughs> <laughs> Guy Manley says, oh! Guy Manley with the ding, 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 win a win a chicken. Oh, that, that didn't that take long. Yes. Way to go, Guy. Well, well, it was a heated contest between Pops and Guy. So Guy with the win. <laughs> Guy has already got a t-shirt from us, so I need to know what shirt you have, Guy, so I don't send you the same one. Oh. Ooh, maybe you can get one of mine too. Ooh. I think we should send Pops. We should send Pops one too, just because since he's been with us since day one, he's. You dead. know what, Pops? I'll send you one too, just because, sure. like uh, our good friend Jack Torrance said, you've been one of our regulars since we kicked this thing off fourteen he's matches ago. Been down since one dayish. Ooh, so style. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a used shirt, Pops, but you know it'll be a shirt nonetheless. It might be my shirt off my back. Oh, yeah, that's pretty worn. <laughs> makes it more valuable. Sell that shit on eBay for about a dollar fifty. <laughs> oh, you're selling yourself either, buddy. <laughs> Look at us. We started on almost on time tonight. Well, we started the show on time, but we're just, we're, we're kind of rambling because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Ramblers keep on rambling. That's what they does. <laughs> what are you doing? You want one too? Hellentertainment.com. Bang, bang. 
<laughs> my budget is out for the show. Yes, yes. We can only go so far. We appreciate it, folks. Because but, uh, since Vince pulled our shows down, I can't get the money to buy the shirt. So it's come out of my pocket. We only have so many monies. <laughs> I only have so many bags of cans. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> That's actually not a joke, but... <laughs> so, so, on tonight's show, we got the recaps of AEW, Money in the Bank, and a pretty interesting Monday Night Raw last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so uh, a lot of action in the world of wrestling this week. And then we're talking about Mount Rushmore. Who would we put on there as our WWE, or just say fucking wrestlers, what yeah, it doesn't have to be yeah. WWE. What wrestlers would we put on our Mount Rushmore if we had that opportunity? So that yes. will come later on the show after the recaps. And when we get to that topic, feel free, everyone out there who's checking out the show, uh, write up, send us your own four as well. We'd love to hear what your mount might be. Good to know, guy. I will send you a different shirt. Uh, we just put some new ones up in the web store there, so I will get one for you and ship that out. I still have your address from the prior one. But uh, yes, we will get to that a little later on in our main event of the evening. Woo! Woo! So, uh, birthday boy, there. Where should we uh, fire things off here? This I mean, well, let's uh, kick it off with the AEW. Then we'll hop into uh, some birthdays and go into Money in the Bank. And if we got time after Money in the Bank, we'll hit up some history. All right, cool. Because uh, yeah, I also just had two little. Uh, Real quick spots I'd like to throw out. You know what? I'm just going to toss these out there right now. Make them real fast before we get the old dynamite deposition because uh, a couple little things happened here this week in the weekly world of wrestling news that I thought well, it was kind of worth pointing out. Uh, I found out today that the WWE canceled an upcoming Friday Night SmackDown this week that was set to take place in Atlanta, Georgia on September 17th. And despite the fact that the WWE did not give a specific reason for the cancellation, word around the old rumor mill has it that they had only sold nearly 1,700 tickets in Atlanta as of last week. And in this current internet age we live in, the last thing Vince wants is a bunch of pics on Twitter of half-empty arenas at his shows. So this uh, this September 17th SmackDown will now be relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee. And another little interesting tidbit out of the WWE this week, this past Sunday night at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, many fans couldn't help but point out the fact that SmackDown commentator Michael Cole claimed live on the air that it was Edge who came up with the original idea for the Money in the Bank ladder match, this comment. Oh, no, did not sit well with the people out there. Oh, no. This comment caused a bit of controversy, as it was said countless times since the inception of Money in the Bank some 16 years ago that Chris Jericho and former WWE writer Brian, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, G-E-W-I-R-T-Z, however that goes, I'm not going to say that again. I'm just going to call him Brian. But nonetheless, uh, yeah. Hey, Gewertz. Gewertz. You can only say it if you say it like that. Gewertz. Okay, we'll go with Gewertz. <laughs> Gewertz and Jericho developed the original concept of the match. When asked about the uh, statement Michael Cole made Sunday night, Chris Jericho said, quote, true story. Brian Gewertz and I came up with that <laughs> entire match concept. Well, almost all of it. Vince McMahon insisted that the contract be in a briefcase, end quote. And Brian Geritz also made a statement that concurred with Jericho. So it looks like Vince is just rewriting history as he goes along. Hmm. Yeah, so 
Pretty weird, Vince. Uh, you think that we all just forgot that you choked it down our throats for how many years when he was still in WWE that Jericho actually helped come up with the idea, not Edge. So thanks for the lies, Vince. Thanks for the lies. Oh, Vinny Mac, Vinny Mac. <laughs> you get you know, by AEW. I've challenged you to a cage match. What is next for Vince McMahon? I, I got to say, though, this thing, when I read this, I actually didn't notice this when I was watching the game. Well, because we'll get to that as well. Uh, Peacock. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't know about this until like last night, I think. I saw a little blurb about it. And honestly, it reminds me of how Kim Jong fuckhead there over in North Korea literally convinced an entire nation of people that they had won the World Cup a few years back. So Vince is literally just trying to brainwash us now at this point, at this rate. So. Be wary, folks. Keep those glasses on like Roddy Piper did and they live. You'll see the truth. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the truth? Mm-hmm. No Just put on the damn glasses. <laughs> 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 all right. So there, Mr. The Kid, should we fly all over to the uh, old AEW segment of the show? I think we should. All right, right, right. Then the AEW Dynamite deposition for Wednesday, July the 14th. And it was night one of Fighter Fest as it took place last weekend. Let me tell you, it did not disappoint, folks. Things kicked off with a fantastic curtain jerker as my boy John Moxley made his triumphant return after becoming a papa for the very first time when he defended the IWGP United States Championship against a man that he came up with in the wrestling independence back in the day, Mr. Machine Gun Carl Anderson, who, along with his tag team partner Luke Gallows, aka aka the Good Brothers, reclaimed the Impact World Tag Team Championships this past Saturday night at Slammiversary. But first, but first, Mr. Anderson had to go toe to toe with Mox, and after a goddamn good back and forth battle that saw John bust Anderson wide open by biting him in the forehead at one point, John Moxley came out on top as he successfully defended. Oh, I'm sorry, what's that? He said, ah, my go-to move. Yeah, the, the face bite. Arr, works yeah. every time. I call it the Hannibal Lecter myself. It's a patented finisher, right? Uh, so, um, yes, yes. Uh, John Moxley came out on top as he successfully defended his IWGP US title for the fifth time in a row. However, he's already lined up to defend it for the sixth time as he will face the man who he once lost the title to and then won back from when he takes on Lance Archer in a Texas death match live tomorrow night during night two of Zephyta Fest. And this will not only be their rubber match, but it will also be the second time these two combatants have squared off in a Texas death match as the first one took place in Tokyo. We also saw at one point in the evening, uh, Chris Jericho got screwed over by MJF again and got blindsided by, from behind by Sean Spears. He got his arm all messed up with a chair. Now, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, Jericho has to run a five-match gauntlet in order, in order to get to MJF. That's the stimulation. So match one takes Damn. place tomorrow night at Fighter Fest, and the stipulation on this one is Spears can use a chair in the match, Jericho cannot. So keep an eye out for that one. Manana. And let's see here. Oh, yes, uh, Dr. Britt Baker did not have a good night as uh, she got uh, roughed up there by her uh, opponent for her number one contender for her AEW World Champion, Women's World Championship as uh, Nyla Rose and Miss Vicky Guerrero did not treat the champs so nicely. So um, I'm actually, I should have done my 
homework better. I don't know if that title match is tomorrow at Fighter Fest or if that's a little down the road, but either way, you'll find out tomorrow. The title match madness continued from there when the FTW World Champion Brian Shoulders McGee Cage put his belt on the line against fellow Team Taz member Ricky Ugly Martin with the super tight pants Starks. After team leader Taz ordered these two to settle their ongoing differences inside the squared circle. And just when Cage looked like he had this one under the wraps, fellow Team Taz. Oh, what am I missing a page? Oh, a sticky, sticky page is stupid. Well, yes. you are in the boiler room, so it is a little oh, bit yeah. down there. I got to let these bad boys cool down. But yes. What's so, that? Uh, Listen, why are they sticky? <laughs> Well, because they were upstairs Moist. in the humidity. Well, we don't want to go there. Okay, just some things are best left unsolved, the authorities said. <laughs> just kind of. uh, yeah, so where do we leave off here? Yes, uh, yes. Okay, so it looked like Cage had uh, the match under wraps. But then fellow Team Taz alumni Powerhouse Hawk showed up conveniently as the ref's back was turned and tossed the FTW title over to Starks, who then proceeded to smash Cage in the face with said belt, which set up an easy one, two, three for Ricky, who is now your newly crowned FTW champion. So it would appear that chaos has uh, further developed within Team Taz, and uh, that cool scene's getting a bit more juicy, so we'll find out more Ooh. tomorrow night. Next up was something all of us AEW fans had been waiting for all week long as Cody hit the ring and called out AEW's new assignee, Malachi Black, formerly Alistair Black in WWE, who, as we all are now aware, made his dynamite debut last week by not only laying out Cody with the old kung fu kick to the skull, but his manager, the enforcer, Arn Anderson, as well. Cody came out hot, and to nobody's surprise, Black made everything go black again when he appeared in the ring as the lights came back up and he and Cody got into an old-fashioned slobber knocker before the refs swarmed in to break things up as they always do ruin everything. Also on the show, we saw Hangman Adam Page officially issue the challenge to the current AEW World Champion Kenny Omega as well as demand a World Tag Team title match for the Dark Order against the Bucks of Youth as well. Kenny accepted Page's terms, but he added a little stipulation of his own saying that Hangman and the Dark Order must defeat the Elite to get what Adam wants, but if they lose in a five-on-five elimination-style match, then Paige's title opportunity shall never be again. Next up, we saw Christian pick up a win over Matt Hardy. Sammy, the Spanish guard, Spanish god, Guevara, spoiled Wheeler Utah's debut with a pinfall victory. And then Yuka Sakazaki returned to action after being on the shelf for many, many months as... Oh, I just actually, I'm sorry. I just thought of um, Donald Trump there when he would say, many, many French fries. Sorry, Pops, that one's for you. He knows what I'm talking about. And uh, she walked away victorious with a win over Penelope Ford. And uh, that then leaves us with the Big Dukeroo. That's right. The main event of the night of Fighter Fest night one. And oh, yes, AEW once again totally killed it with their first ever coffin match, which pitted Ethan Page against this generation's Mick Foley. I'm not joking when I say that, folks. Darby Allen is friggin' nuts. And if you didn't see the coffin match last week, you really need to check it out because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know I love Mick Foley. I would not throw that term around lightly, but. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, Darby Allen is this generation's Mick Foley. So, chew on that one, millennials. And uh, I said it, man. He's just guys pulling out all the tricks here, including. Um, well, I'm sorry, I lost my place because I got a little excited there. But uh, yes, this really was another one for the ages. Um, 
As Paige pulled out all the tricks, including having its tag team partner Scorpio Sky hide in the coffin so that he could ambush Allen, which, of course, prompted Darby's tag team partner, the Stinger, woo, to make his presence known, thus evening the score, so to speak. Allen and Paige then proceeded to go balls to the wall in a fantastic main event, and after sealing the bloodied and battered Ethan Page within, within the coffin walls for the win, Darby Allen then decided that, you know what? That's just not enough, because I don't like you, Mr. Page. And uh, boy, did he take it to the extreme when he climbed up to the top turnbuckle and hit his path patented coffin drop finisher through the actual coffin that Page was still trapped in. Like, it's, it was completely made of wood, and he just smoked right through the lid right onto Page. It was fucking nuts and so freaking cool. Um, I, once again... It really just given us AEW fans a bump that we will not soon forget. Now I said it last week and I'll say it again. If you didn't see this here main event that you don't even know what you're missing, another five star uh, top quality match to top things off. So chances are that night two of fighter fest coming up manana nights will provide more of the same quality content. And that my children of the corn is your AEW dynamite deposition for July the 14th. 2021. You uh, missed something there on Dr. Brick Baker. Oh. She got put to a table, I believe, right? No, you forgot the DMD. Oh, you are right. Yes, yes. Thank you for putting that up, my good man. Uh-huh. I'm... Oh, we're slipping. We're slipping. It's the old half-simers. Don't feel bad. I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting the 4-1 uh, money. I, now. I, I got the big 4-0 in a couple months, so it's only going to get worse from here, folks. And Miss Nighthawk has the big, not even close to our age. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get, <laughs> it's gonna get to the point where it's just the whole show is gonna be, you know, us it's gonna be and us just going, <laughs> what, huh, what? <laughs> so and eventually, Nighthawk, you'll just inherit everything when we need to be taken out back and put out of our misery. <laughs> Let's make sure we both get put into the same nursing home so we can have wheelchair fights. Oh, yeah. We got to go to Texas and get in Terry Funk's nursing home. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Wheeling around with canes and beating each other. Right? Oh, God, dude. All right. So now you're giving me some hope for being old. Yeah. Well, there is no hope for being old. I mean, you're broken just like I am. So. Oh, yes. We're already there. You're actually uh, in, in more ways, In more ways than one, my friend, yes. <laughs> Oh, what a hell of an AEW. We are not going through Raw tonight because of money in the bank. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I thought we were skipping SmackDown and doing that's, Raw. So. That's what I meant. I meant SmackDown. Okay. Okay. I so, meant that's, that's my half Simers kicking in. Yeah. So um, really no need to cover SmackDown because that was all just a precursor to what took place this past Sunday night at Money in the Stank. So before we get into that, we are going to hit up whatever birthdays Miss Nighthawk was able to conjure up. And like Demon Kane. Oh, <laughs> big Joe. One. One. One birthday. I already ruined it earlier, so. <laughs> that, was, that was our big spoiler of the night, folks. Sorry. <laughs> and who yeah. is he? Uh, Evil Uno. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Evil Uno, who Uno, who is basically now the leader of the Dark Order since uh, Hangman Adam Page is kind of with him, but not really. And of course, since the late great Brody Lee passed away, who was the, the uh, what do they call him, like the chosen one or whatever, when they built that whole uh, coming into thing up for him when he first came to AEW. So, uh, you know what? Here's a good man, Brody Lee. That was a real bummer. I love that dude. And when he was Luke Harper, I love the Wyatt family. So, 
Shout out, Wrestling Power. He was a damn fine man. And I love the fact that another reason I love the Dark Order is because they have this little boy, uh, Brody Lee Jr., is actually a member of the Dark Order. I think they call him Zero because they're all go by numbers. And um, he, the little kid's awesome. He comes out. He can, like, cut promos. I don't even know. The kid's, like, eight or something. Born natural. So here's the little, little Zero. Are you? Go ahead. Are you drinking a 40 right now? What are you drinking? Yeah, that was my, uh, I'm kicking it old school in honor of the kid's birthday. Wow. Oh, okay. Pouring one for the homie. What kind of 40 is it, though? What do you What do you sip oh, on? Oh, would you like the great unveiling here? I would. Let's unwrap oh, that. I, I, I spared no expense today, actually. Shocker. Yep. It's Budweiser in a different bottle. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah, PBR's way better. I don't care what anybody says. I'm still piss water. Yeah, it cost me two hours and fifty cents. So I ain't hang on, hang on, ah, Miss Nightlock, put it back up. Dog. We get Snoop wine. Nice. Well, it's, all right. Well, way to make, way to really make me look lame. Steal my thunder, Nighthawk. Good. No, you probably a, taste better than mine. I'm a monster. So. What Snoop's Snoop's wine ain't the good wine, or no? I'm just I drink like juice wine. I don't drink this. Ah. <laughs> I like that kung fu girl. That wasn't a bad. Kung now we'll have to do a wine show, I guess. No, we will not do a wine show. You guys can do a wine show by yourself. No, I can't do a wine no, show. It'd be really a fast show, actually. Where are you going? I'm turning this damn fan off. Bye. You're fired. You're rehired. <laughs> rehired. You son of a bitch. Uh, woo. Oh, so as we scroll on through, we get to Money in the Bank. Let's talk about how fucking awful Peacock was to watch Money in the Bank on. Dude. Oh, Absolutely Atlanta. Absolute I thought it was me, and I feel bad for my kids. I'm down there. I'm, like, throwing the remote at the TV, swearing, <laughs> yes. resetting my router. I'm like, what the hell is going on? All I want to do is watch this pay-per-view because it's the first pay-per-view back live in front of a crowd. Mm. You know WWE is going to try and spare no expense. I say that lightly. Um, and Peacock decides it can't handle it. And one thing also I don't like about Peacock that I liked about the WWE Network is you don't get the pre-show match and you don't get the after. Like when after the you won't get that little extras like on the, on the network. Oh, yeah. When you go to watch the replay. Yeah, you're right. Because um, I gave up on trying to watch it live. It was Pretty much fine all the way up through the Raw Women's Championship match. And then it was like... And then right before they started the uh, men's Money in the Bank match, yeah, it was just like... And the screen kept going black, and I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? So I remember I messaged you because I figured it out because I just... I was like, I know how to check to see if this is my cable or my internet. I just exited out of Peacock. Next thing I know, I'm watching the ID Murder channel, and I'm like, well... Murder's on fine, so where's Peacock? So I went right. back, and it was still all beep, 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 beep. And I was like, dude, I thought it was bad enough. What was the last pay-per-view? Was it Hell in a Cell, I think? Yes. Remember, Hell in a Cell, see, it wasn't as bad, but there was a lot of... It was still of, glitchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I finally gave up. It was so bad, it would not go away. Um, I just said, fuck it, and I turned it off and watched more Murder, because I'm like, well, I'm going to waste my time for the next two hours watching, you know... WWE do the robot. So I didn't watch the rest of it until uh, the next day, but I don't know what's going on there, dude. I'm sorry, but I don't think this is helping businesses at all since they came off the network and went to Peacock because I can't imagine shit like this is going to help their viewership, their ratings. I I will bet 
we weren't the only ones who had this problem on Sunday night. Well, no, I saw because I saw it on Twitter. A bunch of people, even out in the Midwest, like in Texas and all that, they were having the same issue with uh-huh. with Peacock. And um, but you didn't hear any complaints from the people who have still have the network. So it was definitely a Peacock issue. It wasn't a WWE network issue, I don't think. Whoa, hold up now. I thought the network was. Are you dead? This is the end. (laughs) Sir? Hello? Is this thing on? Uh, Hello? uh, Hello? (laughs) Uh, Hello? I don't like the way that he froze. He's like... I feel like he's judging us. He's like, let's see if they can handle the show without me. (laughs) Um, Dude? So Andrew, or I should say Jack Tones, my apologies, has frozen in time and, well... We don't know what Andrew. I know of Andrews, just not... It's the last name that I saw on my screen. And, well, Mr. Jack Torrance has frozen in time and or lost his internet. We don't know. Oh, he's completely gone now. Well, I guess, I guess it's on us. For oh, the show. man. Um... So as we uh, continue <laughs> on the show here, we'll wait for Mr. Jack Torrance to pop back in. I will run through some uh, some history on this day of July twentieth. I have quite the list here on my on my screens. Um, I actually have a lot more birthdays than you found. I got Evil Uno, Adam Rose, Mike Sanders, Tiger Hattori, Bob Orton Senior. And sky low, low. Ooh. Good thing he's not sky high, high. I mean, maybe he was. But uh, mm. so oh no, no, <laughs> Vince took <laughs> Vince took out Jack Torrance. Oh, it was only a matter of time. I feel like a moment of silence. <laughs> Vince got to one of the guys. This he one on us. pretty good. What's that? I said this one's also pretty good. Ah. So if Enzo finally got Jack, Mr. Manley, how do you think he got him? Think he hit him with a chair, barbed wire bat? How do you think Mr. Jack Torrance ended tonight? Let's hear your comments. But as we... I feel like a chair wouldn't take him out. Well, I mean, not the WWE chairs, because those are like tinfoil. Hit <laughs> him with a real steel chair, then yeah, that would have totally taken him out. But uh, some quick history here. 1973, Jack Briscoe defeated Harley Race in Houston, Texas to capture the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the first time. Uh, Ooh, Big Mac thrown in the face. I feel like Jack probably would have caught that with his mouth. Unless he didn't see it coming. But hey, who knows? Um, he has his power went out. He is waiting to get back online. Apparently, apparently Vince and Big and Enzo cut his power. So fuck you, Vince, and fuck you, Enzo. Uh, 1992, Scott Hall taped his first matches for WWE as Razor Ramon when he defeated Jim Powers, Paul Van Dow, and Tony Roy in separate matches, of course. At a WWF superstars of wrestling taping. Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> or however that fucking goes. 
Perfect. I mean, I could show my Pennywise dance. (gasps) Someday. I think you have a picture of that somewhere, too. I might. I have a picture of Anthony doing it. (laughs) That's for another time. (laughs) Another time, another show. Uh, 1998, two titles took place on WCW Monday Nitro from Salt Lake City, Utah. Scott Hall and the Giant of the NWO. Oh, Jack Torrance is back. He Enzo and Mr. McMahon cut his power. He got the power back. Fucking Enzo. Fucking Mr. McMahon cutting your power, trying to take us out. Right? You know that he's down there in Stanford right now. He just could put a call into NSTAR like, cut it or you're fired. Well, so- you, you got fired real quick, but we got it fixed. We called in our powers to get your power turn turn back on. <laughs> Uh, we were just quickly running through some history as you, you know, made your way back from uh, being dragged out from the, up by Vincent and darkness. <laughs> it was kind of funny, dude, because like I said, I'm doing the show down here in the old uh, Jack Torrance dungeon, the boiler room here for the first time. And I'm, I'm t- I thought we were still on. I'm like, is the screen was still on? I'm like, hey, wow, I'm, it's pretty dark now. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I figured out like because the laptop's fully charged. So I was like, Bleh. technology. Well, I so my apologies there. Uh, hopefully we don't have any more roaming blackouts here in parts unknown. So I had asked the uh, dozens and dozens of viewers why they thought you uh, got taken out. And Guy Manley said a Big Mac was thrown in your face. Oh, just like Dr. Britt, DMD. He knows what I'm there talking about. Uh, Pops, to answer your question, uh, you just asked why am I in a basement? My answer is why not? Fair enough. <laughs> I so, like uh, them. I don't know. I, I've always been attracted. I guess that's why I'm such a big McFoley fan. Wee, wee. I'll give myself a mandible claw. I have rats. You know, it's all coming together. Oh my god, I forgot about them. How are they doing? Oh, uh, Bubba Ray and Devon are doing just fine. I actually saw them have a little rage in the cage rumble at about two a.m. last night. So I'll be sure and tell them that you said hello. Thank so uh, running through a quick little history while you were uh, you know incarcerated there again. Uh, <laughs> good, good analogy there, Mister the Kid. <laughs> uh, I was on 1998 on July 20th. Two ah. title, two title changes took place on WCW Monday Nitro, as Scott Hall and the Giant of the NWO defeated NWO's Wolfpacking Wolfpack's Kevin Nash and Sting for the WCW Tag Team Championship, and Bret Hart won the WCW United States Championship from Diamond. Dallas page D D P. Yes, the wolf pack in full effect back then. You know it. And uh, oh, 1998, what a phenomenal year for wrestling. Um, I had two, I just didn't know before that if you guys had gotten to because obviously I was living in the land of the shadows. Hit it um, up. uh, did you talk about perhaps in 1973 when yes. Mr. Jack Briscoe? Okay, yes, uh, how about 1992? Yes, Mr. Scott Hall. Take a look at the bad guy. All right, yeah, you got you it covered. Good man. I do. Uh, there's a few more. I had one more that I really wanted to mention. I saw there was a few that could have, but I thought this was the only one that I really wanted to go with. It's not till 2020, so if you have something before that, do her up. Nothing too important. Why don't you, why don't you close mm-hmm. out with uh, 2020? All right. I thought this one was definitely worth mentioning because I was, you know, always was and still am a fan of the dude. Uh, In this day, a year ago, the big show wrestled his final match for the WWE in a non-televised match when he did the job for Randy Orton. So um, that was it for Mr. Show. And as we know, 
He is now his real name, Paul White, and he is AEW. So way to go, big show. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get Miss Nighthawk to the, the big show at least once soon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> was it him or was it Viscera? Maybe it was Viscera when JR said the infamous line, look at that girth. I think it was Viscera. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> but, you know. Big Show would have earned it as well. I mean, that's like, I think I told you guys before when I was at the Melody 10 years ago on him and Kane came by, we had to like lean over because I was right on the aisle where they were coming in. Pop says, I think real Jack Torrance got pruned, pruned. and now he's a variant. Oh, coming out with all these big words, pruned. Well, I guess I am pruned. Variant. I wasn't in the, t- I wasn't in the tub too long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, just, all right. I like the boiler room. I'll sit down here like mankind and just wee. <laughs> Let's start breaking down. Oh shit! The pay per view. We're all watching on the replay because we were talking it about <laughs> how it sucked. Oh, to answer your question, Mr. Torrance, uh, because Peacock is not offered everywhere, the network is still up and running. But if you have Peacock, that's where it got switched over because Peacock oh. Comcast is not fully throughout the U.S. of the U.S. and A. So uh, I have Comcast once again to thank for sticking my it troubles. up your poofer with no lube. First they take my Cartoon Network away, and now this horse shit. Single H was nice enough to give me his code for the WWE Network for like I don't know five years. I didn't even have to pay for the fucking thing, and now you guys screw me over like this. So fuck you, Comcast. You're right up there with Enzo now. I might have to mm, coming for you too. Hey, I know where the owner's house is on the vineyard. I'm choking in my own rage here. <sighs> Pops Ghostly is back with Was Kenny G playing in your team? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, God, I can't even. <laughs> Woo! All right. Ooh, where did he get those nice pants? <laughs> money in the bank, money in the bank. Let's run through it. Uh, Miss Nighthawk was going to take us through the matches. Jack Cohen to myself are going to give our two cents of what happened. Uh, this match, let's go with it. Oh shit! Um, I wasn't ready, right? You <laughs> know, <laughs> I just flashed money in the bank banner like seventeen times. Plus, she was all caught up putting Evil Uno out there. You know, she's. And a, I didn't get to see this match because I watched it on the replay. So, rest, uh, okay. Yeah, this was a good one. Um, yeah, that's what we were talking about as well before I uh, went faded to black. There, that they, they, you can't see these matches on the pre-show, which is so lame because this was a damn good match, and it was one that I did not expect. That boom! Wow, well, we got new champs here. Let's uh, let Miss Nighthawk introduce the match before you start rambling on about it. Jeez. Well, take her away. Are you sure? Are oh, you? Yeah. We're positive. All right. Uh, so we got Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Jimmy and Jay Uso. For the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Yeah, what he said. I cannot comment my thoughts on this match because, like I said, I watched it on the replay and because Peacock likes to stick it in the bum, I could not see it. <laughs> and, yeah, I already gave you my two cents on it, so I think we're good there. But, yeah, no, it was a damn good match. Um, I'd give it a, I like the Usos. I've always I'd give it a B. Yeah, I've always dug them. And, honestly... I kind of dig the whole feud there with the Mysterios. Um, I 
I, I like Dominic. I never would have guessed in a million years. I thought he was just going to wind up being like another Nicholas with Braun Strowman. But the kid can work. The kid can bump. So I dig the Mysterios as well. So I like this feud. I hope they keep this one going a little bit. And um, especially after what happened with the whole OUI situation and the Uso family there, um, this really came as a surprise because we didn't know how Vince was going to play that one out. Um, right, exactly. Now he just throws the belts on him. So. Good way to start the show, I believe. Good curtain jerker. Mm-hmm. What we got up next there, Miss Nighthawk? Wow. Got the wow. women's money in the bank match. Mm-hmm. Don't ask mm-hmm. me who they are because I only know like two of them. Well, who do you know? Who are yeah, you? Who do you know? Shit. Uh, I'll call you out. <laughs> got you said Alexa you know Bliss and Liv Morgan. Okay. All right. But so, yes, my future wives. And then <laughs> that other one that whatever the fuck Ash stands for, but isn't actually Ash. Nikki A S H, almost a superhero. Yeah, got, that one. <laughs> I believe we got Natalia in there, and mm-hmm. uh, you got Oscar. You Naomi. also had uh, Tamina, Zelina Vega, and uh, Naomi. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Naomi. So. That was the lineup for the women's money in the bank ladder match. Just like the men's, they always have seven combatants. And um, where, where, where? What'd you think on this one, there, Mister the Kid? Uh, for what it was, I mean, I thought it was done well. I thought the women held their own in this one. I finally got to show some of uh, the skill set that they have. Uh, some bumps were taken on the ladders. I got to admit, the one part that I wasn't too keen on is this whole Alexa Bliss like hypnotizing my fucking Alexa's going off again. Yeah. Yeah, I um, was waiting for it. It was. It went off pre-show too, but you weren't in the room yet. Um, <laughs> Love that Alexa. I'm not a fan of this whole hypnotizing follow me, do what I do kind of thing. It just doesn't that, that doesn't run with the storyline. Doesn't run. I get it. She's now evil and this and wicked, but it doesn't it doesn't sit with me. But overall, I thought the match was good. I thought they took some good bumps. Uh, with Nikki A.S.H., uh, I thought she, I thought I thought she took, I thought she uh, had a clever victory because you know they always have that oddball seven, and when she climbed up over, I forget who it was in the middle ladder, just. It was everybody, actually. Yeah, she climbed up over everybody <laughs> in all three ladders, two on two, and here comes Nikki, almost a superhero, right up over the top, unhooks the best, the briefcase, and Mrs. Money in the Bank winner, Nikki Cross, or Nikki A.S.H. Your thoughts? Um, well, going back to your point there about um, Alexa. Son of a bitch. Remember, they just... They did that to Nia Jax or something recently, right? Mm-hmm. They made her fucking hypnotized. That, to me, is like an insult to fans nowadays. That's 80s, early 90s shit that we don't, That's Papa we don't care shit. for anymore. Right. Back then, okay, it worked. But nowadays, please stop. It was like, you know, we still can't get over the whole Miz and Morrison got murdered by zombies or got turned into fucking zombies or whatever stupid thing that was. Um, so please just stop these dumbass gimmicks. I mean... There's certain things, you know, I could take with a grain of salt because it's wrestling. Like, you know, when Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton supposedly set him on fire and stuff. Okay, that I'll take, whatever. But just stop with this stupid, like, Scooby-Doo shit. I don't, I know, no, enough. Like, wow, Scoob. Um, I don't know. 
you know, I thought the match overall was good. Um, right off the bat, though, I was questioning. I'm like, why did they turn Nikki into a what superhero? I guess is this supposed to be like a Hurricane or something? It's supposed always, to be a playoff, I think, of, of Hurricane Helmsley. Or yeah, I ugh, I always hated Hurricane. It was stupid, and I don't see the point in this. She is a really good talent. I've always liked her. I thought just let her be. You know, remember she used to be tag team champions with Alexa Bliss before Alexa went all hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. and um. So I don't really like this. This is going to be a tough sell, too, I believe, with the fans, this gimmick. You just put money in the bank on her, which is fine. I think she she deserves it. I thought it was, you know, a good surprise that she took it because I didn't see that coming. I honestly was rooting for uh, Asuka or Alexa because I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, I really thought from everything I've seen leading up to this, it really would have made more sense to, to have Liv Morgan win this, uh, if anything. Yeah. Um, I thought she it would have, you know, been a better fit that they could have run some better stories with her winning. Um, I knew they weren't going to put it on Oscar. I thought maybe Alexa might repeat, but um, the thing other I also didn't like. Pops Ghostly says superhero gimmick killed Owen Hart. Yeah, we know. Thanks, Pop. Um, Thanks for the downer. Blue Blazer, may he rest in power. But um, I don't really. I didn't like the finish. I thought that was stupid because like. Okay, everybody else, all six other combatants are up on these ladders. And no one, like, felt her literally climbing up their backs as she was just like, hey, I got the briefcase. And they're all like, oh, where did she come from? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, was, yeah, I thought this could have been better. Um, I mean, no offense to the women involved. I thought they put on a cool match. But, um, nah, this was a little meh for me. So. What? So on on a grade scale, what what, what do you grade it? I grade I, I, grade, I grade it a B minus. I'm giving it a C, yeah, because the action was good. They had some good spots. I'll give them that. The you know women in the match busted their asses, but um, I, they, I think the finish was a letdown. Um, and I would have enjoyed this a lot more if Nikki was just Nikki and not Nikki almost, almost superhero. A superhero. It's just no, just drop that. Just make her Nikki again. I liked her. She was like, she has that accent. She's always like, she seems like she's running around on speed all the time. So I thought that was fun, but apparently Vince disagreed. So I go with you to see. 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 I see you. I see me. me. I'll see you on Raw. Shme. It's going to be curtains for you, Vince and Enzo. Shme. Yeah. Rub me out, Shme. I wish oh, it was. I, I wish people still talked like that. Like, oh, copper tabs. We can bring it back. It's okay. We'll bring it back. I think it's going to be a new trend. Uh, so next on the card was a draw tag team championship match. Oh shit! Sure was. Good. The Viking Raiders versus AJ Styles and ooh, I forget. <laughs> almost, almost. That was good. Yeah, just remember Edward James almost. That's how I remember it. But I like your, I like your interpretation better there. I, <laughs> how did you see that again? Yeah. It's like Tim Allen. (laughs) 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 Oh no, I've killed Wilson. Back to jail for me. (laughs) 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 Oh, what was your take on this one, Mr. Torrance? Uh, You know what? This one actually exceeded my expectations. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that because... I've always been a fan of the Viking Raiders uh, going back to their Ring of Honor days when I first found out about them. And, I mean, you'd have to be crazy to call yourself a wrestling fan and not be a fan of AJ Styles 
There's a reason why he's called phenomenal. But, I mean, it's not his fault that WWE pays him a bunch of money to not be in very good storylines. And he's another one that I really feel is underutilized and should be in a better place like Japan or AEW. But I digress. Um, This match was definitely a solid back and forth seesaw battle from the opening bell. And um, I have to admit, I didn't really think I was going to much like this whole um, AJ Styles and Edward James almost being tag team champions when they won the belts back at Mania. But I got to say, they're working pretty well together. And he's a monster, man. I mean, I know Vince loves the, the vertical girth. And so it doesn't surprise me that he got this guy in there. It's just funny, though. I still crack up every time I see him and Styles walking down the ring together because Styles just looks like his little buddy. You know, it's like I, I imagine when they're talking as they're coming up down the ramp and you can't hear what they're saying. AJ looks up at him. He's like, hey, if I do good tonight, can we still go out for ice, ice cream? And Edward James almost is like, we'll see, buddy. <laughs> so almost. <laughs> but um, I like it. I, I thought it was good. Um so I'm giving it a uh, a solid B. I thought it was all right, and uh, the, it was pretty. They had some pretty brutal spots in it. So I like there was it. definitely some good bumps. It, it it caught my attention to and kept my attention, which is a big thing nowadays, especially with uh, how Vince runs his ship. Uh-huh. Um, but to your point, AJ Styles, I think they're they're match up well with almost. I like this feud with the Viking Raiders. I've always liked the Viking Raiders since I saw them in uh, my first experience seeing them in WWE. Um, Back when they were in NXT and all that jazz? Yeah, so I'd like to see this feud go a little bit longer, see what they can do towards SummerSlam. Um, but overall, match, like you said, good good bumps, uh, good back and forth, kept the, the attention. I'm going to give it a B as well. Rudge, do you approve of our ratings, our grades there, Miss Nighthawk? Or are you checking this off with a red pen and saying, nope, they're wrong, they fail. fail. <laughs> You're actually getting graded on this episode. As we should be. So. We should be on every episode. <laughs> Vince gets I, an F on every, I, I on every really, episode. I don't want to see our report card. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to wait around the mailbox all day. Next on the card, the WWE Championship. Oh, shit. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. This one was a straight beatdown. Yeah, total. Kofi did not stand a chance when that bell rang. Bobby Lashley came and he delivered hard. He probably broke Kofi Kingston in 17 different spots on his body. Yeah. Let's call it as it is. There was Uh no shot for Kofi Kingston to even make a comeback during this match from the start of the bell to the end of it when the ref finally called it after the uh, whatever the fuck Bobby Lashley's. Ending move is now the hurt, the big hurt, whatever it is. Hurt locker, or yeah, whatever hurt the fuck lock. it is. Uh, yeah, that was a good uh, movie. It was, yeah. <laughs> but I just get distracted. But Kofi had no, no reason being in the ring last night with Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, I, I was disappointed with this. To be honest with you, um, you know, hey, Bobby Lashley beat Kofi Kingston, and when we say he beat him, I mean. He fucking destroyed him. Total squash. I mean, from the opening bell. Uh, and you know what? It reminded me of back in um, 2019 when Kofi had his first run as champion there. And we all know how that ended. Lesnar just shows up. And this was basically the same thing. It was a squash. The only difference between this match and that match was this one just went on longer. And it was getting to the point I'm like, 
All right, dude, how much longer do we have to see poor Kofi just get smashed and not deliver, like, really any offense back? Right. Um, I think they, you know, they, they really missed the boat on this one. This could have been a great match. Um, we know how freaking talented Kofi is. There's a reason why he's a former WWE champion. Um, I think they should have let him have a real damn good match and go toe-to-toe back and forth and then have it come down to, you want to keep the belt on Lashley, that's fine. But I think they they wasted a golden opportunity at having a quality uh, WWE championship match, to be honest with you. It was nothing but just Kofi getting his fucking ass handed to him. So yeah, I'm, I'm, calling, I mean, it a, I'm calling it a D, man. Yeah, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a, a C plus only because of the it wasn't a good matchup, but it's gonna lead to something coming up in Raw that we're gonna go over afterwards that makes a little bit of sense. But I still think mm. you know we'll get to that when we get. To that. Yeah, I just that was what really stuck out to me the most was it was just a replay of what happened in 2019 with Kofi and Lesnar, and I I hated that then. I was like, wait a minute. You had this whole awesome build up for Kofi. You know, remember Vince put him through the gauntlet all the mm-hmm. way through up until WrestleMania. And then, you know, it was one of those great all time WrestleMania moments. Kofi wins the title. The crowd goes crazy. Everyone's happy. And then it was like, oh, Brock's back. So, yeah, bye, Kofi. Like, have him have a real match. Show him, you know, why can't he fight these guys? It just makes Kofi look bad when he doesn't deserve it because you're saying basically, well, Kofi can't fight the big guys. So, that's right. Stupid. Um, and forgive me for asking this stupid question because I should have known this. Did Bianca Belair not fight anybody? Could they not find an opponent for her after Bailey's injury? Yeah, um, that was kind of a surprise for me as well. She was uh, conspicuously absent from the pay per view. I thought I had read something that they were they had somebody they were calling up from NXT or somebody That's that they wanted to push. And they even, if you look it up online. Um, I know it was like on Bleacher Report. They actually, WWE was still showing leading up to the pay-per-view the, um, you know, the flyer, if you will, or whatever for the show with Bianca holding the belt right there. And it's just her on the fucking flyer. So I don't know what the hell happened there. You would have thought, you know, hello, she's so over right now. Find her somebody else if Bailey's hurt. You couldn't come up with somebody else in like a week or so? Like, come on. Or even at that, like, Put an intercontinental title match in there to replace it. Because yeah. where's the IC belt title defense last night? There wasn't one. Yeah, where Apollo was Cruz was out. Where 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 was Sheamus last night with the US title? Like Thank there's you. so many titles that weren't there. But for the build up they had for Bianca Belair and, and Bailey, you think they to your point they would have found someone last minute or given someone from NXT a shot to prove themselves up on mm-hmm. the grandest on the main stage, not the grandest stage at WrestleMania, but, mm. up, but in the big, up in the big leagues. Yeah. I think that was kind of uh, pretty shitty and kind of insulting to Bianca. She's really hot right now. She's super over and she's a great talent and you guys couldn't come up with anything. I'm like really? Yeah. And congrats by the way to Bianca and Sasha Banks. They won an SB award at the SBN SB award show. For their oh, match at WrestleMania. Right on. What is, what was the uh, category? Like match of the I year? I, I don't know the category. All I know is they won they won an ESPY. So ah, okay. uh, congrats to them on that. Uh, I avoid ESPN whenever so possible. So. <laughs> i trying to avoid Raw. I just can't sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so next on Money in the Bank, we had the Raw Women's Championship. Sure did. We sure did, Nighthawk. <laughs> That's like your cue. I know. I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs> did your power go out too? 
did Vince take you out? Um, yeah, sure. She she got uh, jumped backstage. You know, she needs a moment to to yeah, get her collect herself. <laughs> It doesn't just happen in wrestling, folks. It happens in real life, too. <laughs> we got Charlotte Flair and R- Raya Ripley? Yep. Okay, cool. I always Raya, Rhea, it's all them. Yeah. Raya, Rhea, it's all six, one half a dozen of the other. I prefer Lieutenant Ellen Ripley the best, but that's just me. Um, I'm tired of this feud. I'm just going to say mm. that right off the top. Uh, I thought the match was okay. Charlotte Flair looks old. She's off her cue a lot in this match. <laughs> a lot of botches. Um, not to say I could do any better because I'm fat and 41 or going to be 41 tomorrow. Um, but Charlotte looks old. She looks like she needs to just call it quits like her pops. Um, Ooh, wow. That's a bold yeah, statement there, buddy. <laughs> it is a bold statement. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Poppy Flair could move better than Charlotte. Well, Flair was still going well past his prime. I yeah, can, I know. Charlotte's but, not to that point yet. But, but Charlotte's but, already, already missing cues, and just the way she's trying to sell the matches, it's not she's, – she's not doing it well. You can see you can see through it. And overall, I'm just tired of this Raya Ripley-Charlotte Flair feud. Well, this could be your uh, ticket out of there, considering that uh, we do have a new Raw Women's Champion in the form of the Queen Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the fact that I really never dug this feud all that much since it started back at, was this Mania or before Mania? Mania? Yeah, Which yeah. Because because Raya won the belt at Mania. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know this has been building then, obviously before Mania, and yeah, I think it ran its course a little while ago. I will say, I thought this out of all the matches they've had, I thought this was actually probably the best. Um, I just like to, you know, I don't know. Uh, Raya Ripley was only champ for what, like three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now Charlotte, I you know I know you're a big fan of this. She's what 14 time women's champion now. Well, or here's, something my like that. Conf- here's my confusion on that. She said 14 time, and I believe on Raw last night, someone, one of the dumbass announcers said 11 time champion. Oh no, she's definitely past 11. I thought she was 14. Oh, I'm gonna have to look. I didn't see Ross. I have it on the DVR. I want to look. So I'm like, did you commentators really fuck it up twice, two nights in a row here? It's <laughs> very possible. And I mean, did I... not invent money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlotte Flair is 14 time champion because mm-hmm. she fucked that bad. Wow, like is everything just falling apart down there? It sounds like we could run that fucking ship better than they are. You're now. damn right. <laughs> Yes, Louise. So, yeah, um, I don't, you know, I didn't mind it. I'm just happy that I'm pretty sure with the fact that Charlotte won the belt, that means we have seen the end of the uh, Raya, Rhea, Ripley, friggin' Charlotte feud. So that's the end of them, Granny Smiths. Next, we had... Men's money in the bank match, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Oh, he ended it with a mother effer. <laughs> That's how you introduce the match, Scarlett. Right on. I can dig it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ugh, I thought the match was good at itself. Hmm. I thought it had some incredible bumps. I mean, look Whoa. at fucking uh, Kevin Owens. Owens stole the show, in my opinion. Which 100%. Yeah. That power bomb by Seth Rollins over the top rope through the giant ladder that was bridged between the apron and the table was fucking sick. So I know, 
And I believe I called it last week. I said that uh, the modern-day Maharashtra goons are going to come down and uh, interfere with Drew McIntyre. So you know that feud is now building again, Uh, which is good because I'm tired of seeing Drew. Um, But this match had a lot of bumps. This match was – I thought it was probably the better match of the night. I mean, look at Ricochet. gets pushed off the ladder, jumps on the top rope, balances, and then – Jumps out of the ring to take out the other five people that are out there. Yeah, the human super, uh, yeah. human Spider Man, dude, Ricochet. Yeah, big props I'm to him. More and more. I've, I've actually, yeah, I have been a fan of him for a while. He, you know, it, it takes a certain right kind of high flyer for me to really get behind. I, as far as you know, high flyers go, I was more of like an RBD or a Sabu kind of guy. Right. Um. You know. Yeah. You know, I love some Eddie Guerrero. Don't get me wrong. But um. You know, you know, it takes the right kind of guy. And since I first saw him, I've been really impressed with the dude because he can move like, you know, very few people can in this world. And he, I mean, he really let it all out on Sunday. So Ricochet oh, was yeah. definitely, him and Kevin Owens, I think, were the best parts of this match. I did really like when um, uh, Rollins and uh, John Morrison teamed up there for a while and were screwing everybody over until, of course, you know, Seth screwed over uh, Mr. Now listen, this ain't no make-believe. I still love that song. <laughs> but um, I'd like to see Ricochet and, and uh, Riddle do a little feud. I think that would be a good feud there, Ricochet and Riddle. I'd like to see more of that Morrison and Ricochet thing that they had building up before this match as well there. Because mm-hmm. those are two guys that I like to watch do the whole high-fly and spinny Rooney shit. Guy Manley says, Eddie Guerrero is dead. Yes, thanks for keeping us up to speed there, guy. Thanks for killing the mood again. <laughs> I think Pops killed it earlier with Owen Hart. Thanks, guy. Yeah, Eddie why are you guys Guerrero. so morbid tonight? What the why fuck? Why don't you guys throw in <laughs> Benoit? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oof. Ugh. All right, so now, we, now that we're having this, you know, uh, put on your black tie affair here, let's go kneel in front of the casket. <laughs> Can we uh, also just stop with uh, – Nakamura in the fucking crown and the guitar player. Oh, Jesus. Right? That whole segment they did before, you know, that was one of the only benefits of the fact that I couldn't watch that match live because when I watched the replay, I was like, oh, instant fast forward. Yeah, Riddle and the stupid guitar guy. And you notice, like, all right, I had to actually go back and watch some of it because I just had to see how bad it was. And Nakamura doesn't say anything the whole time. And I don't think it's because his English isn't all that great. Well, I think his English is better than they portray it. But he just looked like he had the look on his face. He was looking at friggin' Riddle and Goon Boy guitarists like, I could read his thoughts. He was like, why did I leave Japan? Why did I leave Japan? (laughs) Where the Burger King He looked so miserable. And I love Nakamura. I've always been a fan, dude. I loved watching him when he was still in uh, New Japan. Um, and then I knew the second the WWE signed him, I had a little hope when he won the Rumble and all that. And then I was like, yeah, here, this is what I thought. They're going to totally mismanage him. Um, so that did not help things get started at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did see Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E, take the briefcase. Yeah. Um, not sure how I feel about the, the little push here with Big E. Uh, I don't think he's going to go far with uh, the money in the bank contract, but that's just that's just my this guy's two two cents. I I was I will admit I was surprised by this. Um, I really thought if anything, 
uh, you know, of course I wanted Owens to win. So I knew right away since I love Owens and I wanted him to win, he was not going to win, but he still scored definitely best bump of the night. Uh, no doubt about it. But I was thinking, all right, it's going to be McIntyre because that would make sense with that whole friggin' storyline they had with uh, Bobby Lashley, where now he can't challenge him, but it'd be like, hey, I got me the bloody briefcase now because I'm the Scottish warrior so I can fucking fight you. And I thought that's what they were going to do. Or I really wouldn't have been surprised. I thought it would have made sense, too, if they had let Seth Rollins win. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Nakamura. I knew he wasn't going to win because Vince is just like, yeah, just get out there and stand around for a bit. We need a seventh guy. Um, and, was, Seth, and, and Seth's won and been Mr. Money in the Bank yeah. prior. That was another reason why I thought Alexa might have won the women's one, too. Um, but and considering, you know, they did also, I thought, big time on Seth because they just did that thing on SmackDown that not, not that long ago where he you know, got real serious and said how he should be the number one contender for Roman Reigns' universal championship. So mm-hmm. that to me would have made sense as well. I wanted Owen so bad and I, I really got pissed off. I was getting so pissed at the end. Like I was like, okay, he's going to start stunning everybody and it's going to really look like he's going to win. And then he's going to totally get fucked. We're not so, going there yet, guy. Ugh, please don't mention Goldberg returns. No more Goldberg returns. No more Goldberg returns. <laughs> Don't we'll get my blood pressure. You are no on that yet, guy. No, 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 no. But I was also very happy. You know what? I gotta admit, I was happy that Riddle didn't win. So just throwing that out. There. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna push Riddle to win because he's still doing the RK bro wherever Randy Orton is right now. I think when Randy comes back, they're gonna make a run for the Raw Tag Team titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think SummerSlam is gonna be a a card for that one if Randy returns. Whatever happened to Randy? No one yeah, I don't it. get that thing. I, I'm just waiting for Randy to finally just show up in RKO. That's all I want to see. It's <laughs> really what I want. Um, so, yeah, I thought the overall match was pretty good. Um, I don't mind that Biggie won. I I like Biggie. I think it would work best if they turn him heel again. To be honest with you, yeah, that they won't. Um, remember or, back in the day Kobe when he was jealous of him or something along my and yeah, that see that line. could work, you know. Um, Listen, Ben, for giving you ideas, don't fuck it up. I mean, I don't know if this was part of his <laughs> whole plan all along from the last draft when he randomly split up uh, the new day and put Biggie on his own, um, but I, I don't think that really is the case. So I was. Not ha- I. W- it wasn't that I, w- you know, was upset with this, but finished. But I felt it a little perplexing. I think it would have made more sense to put it on McIntyre or Rollins or especially fucking Kevin Owens because you could have done anything with Owens. But you guys, I really wish they would make him a heel again. I, I he works as a face if they let him do the right things. But Kevin should totally be a heel. Yep. All right, on to the creme de la creme of the night, the main event. Roman Reigns versus Edge. The big dog. Miss Nighthawk's future ex-husband, the big dog, the head of the table. This is my yard. Oh, I tie with Paul Heyman. I thought you were going to say Edge for a second. I thought maybe you had a little soft spot for the old Canadians. You know, it was all loot. Eh? (laughs) He was Um, a Viking. Edge was on that show, Vikings, which is a real badass show. So. I couldn't get into that show, but that's for another. Oh, oh, I yeah, yeah. that's a good I couldn't one. Couldn't get into it. All right, yeah. Well, this uh, ain't a Viking show, so no, unless we're talking not. about the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> good God, oh my. Uh, Reigns and Edge. What would what what did you think of this one? 
Um, this was awesome. I was really happy with the fact that the WWE finally hit one out of the park, in my opinion, when it comes to a main event. Mm -hmm. um, although I got to say, you know, Hell in a Cell was pretty decent. I actually, looking back at it, I think the curtain trigger Hell in a Cell with Bianca and, and Bailey might have actually been the, the best match there. Um, but for this one, yeah, no, they got it right. This was cool. This was awesome. Um, this was a brutal know, match. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, this was. This was also the very first time that um, Edge had gone up against Roman Reigns one on one. Obviously, we know they're in the triple threat of Mania, but this was their first one on one, and yep. they did not disappoint me. That's for sure. No, this match, uh, this one had all the makings for the main event. This is the the right call to put this as a main event to put Edge versus Roman. Uh, that was. There's really nothing more you can say. It was a kick ass. Knock down, drag out, old good old slobber knocker in the world of uh, Jr. Oh, there was some yeah. mud hole stomping. All right, <laughs> um, you know we saw Roman. He he retained the title. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, he did finally get the the win over uh, the oh, the win over you, uh, Mister. The you rated R. The rated R. Superstar. The rated R superstar Edge. Yeah, I love how he's still rated R in a PG era, but go on. I know. It's more like, more like a, to a PG-13 now, I think. <laughs> the WWE's trying to get a little bit more. I think they figure it out. They're going to have to if they want to try and compete with AEW. Um, but that wasn't it for the night, though. That wasn't mm. it. I mean, as great as that match was, that match was, uh, again, it took, it, that one stole the show. Was, well, it, in my opinion, it, it definitely earned the main event moniker. Um, oh, 100%. You know, no doubt. Um, I especially like the spot where Edge slapped the STF on Reigns. Um, I thought it was a cool way to hint at John Cena's return later on in the contest. And there was when uh, Reigns missed Edge and speared himself through the timekeeper's position. And then he got up and Edge speared him again. And I even like the run-ins as well when, Edge went for the uh, crossface with the steel chair again. And, of course, that brought out the Usos, the Mysterios, and eventually Seth Rollins. And then, of course, <laughs> plus to top it all off, this match has now ignited a Rollins and Edge feud, which is pretty cool because I'd like that's to see gonna, that feud. That's going to be a, a huge feud. I think that's oh, yeah. going to be a match for that could possibly also make uh, SummerSlam spectacular. That could be like yeah. the double main event. At SummerSlam, Edge versus Rollins, hell yeah! We all know Edge is definitely well, still got it. Edge, um, versus, Edge versus Rollins, if Vince and the writers let them do Edge versus Rollins. And Pop says that Edge Edge needs AARP car. Well, I'll take him any day over Ric Flair at the end of his career. Remember when he would just start yelling and he'd start bleeding because he had busted his head open so many times, bleeding. So, yeah, I'm cool with Edge and Seth Rollins. That's a match. I think Edge can still perform. Uh, he can still put on a quality match. He put, he put on a quality match for this one. I mean, even if he, he is, he came back and he tore it up. The Edge and Rollins feud that's starting to build now is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one also ignited another feud because meow, 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 meow. And I'm going to say, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I, I've always liked John Cena. I've always been a Cena fan. This one, was like, this one for me, I kind of knew he was coming back, but I wasn't sure the rumors were true. This one got me almost up out of my chair, like when Warrior came back at WrestleMania eight to help out. <laughs> but I was like, "Oh shit, he's here!" Like, the hair on my arm started to stand up a little bit. Just something about that pop. 
that pop. Oh, yeah. when, when that, that old familiar feel, right? That that pop, especially being the first pay-per-view back in front of a crowd. Mm, that was cool. Cena, Cena makes his return and essentially just calls out Roman Reigns. The crowd, speaking of which, there they, I mean, they added to that match. They were so pumped oh. up after the Money in the Bank. And they, you know, it happens a lot during a big card, you know, the fans will go so nutso for one match and then they get to the main event. And it's not that they're not into it. They're just like, fuck, I'm so tired now. But that crowd was like, yeah, they were so fucking pumped. Um, well, they, so that definitely added a, good, a great element to the match. Oh, absolutely. Well. And then when Peacock went off the air, what you don't see in the replay or even, I don't, I'm not sure when it's live, mm. is when Cena talks after the cameras go, after the show cuts off. So you have to go, I went to YouTube to find oh. Cena's little uh, acknowledgement to the fans. And he was like, you know, this is great because I'm used to you guys saying Cena sucks and now you're cheering for me. This is awesome. And he pointed to a guy saying he's got a sign that says, if Cena shows up, we cheer. Oh, wow. Look at that creative little so even Never Cena seen one of like, those before. <laughs> he was like, I'm loving the, the cheers and not the boos. And I think this is going to lead to a great main event at a, or co-main event at SummerSlam. With yeah, Cena, yeah. Cena oh, yeah. Fans. Yeah, I think it, uh, they build this one right. There's no doubt they can they can nail it with this one. And I'm with you. I've always been a Cena fan as well. Um, I, I'm, what was I just going to say, though? Kind of uh, thinking, in a way, that considering the WWE, as we know, are not in the best of times, as I mentioned at the top, uh, top of the show, uh, they had to cancel that upcoming SmackDown in September in Atlanta because they ain't selling enough tickets. I really think, and we'll never know for sure, obviously, but I really think this was one of those, you know, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Uh, hey, uh, <clears throat> hey, John, it's uh, <clears throat> Triple H here. Uh, how you doing there? Uh, uh, I just, just saw the new uh, Fast and the Furious there. Yeah, family for life or whatever the fuck, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, uh, do you think uh, there's any chance maybe you can make it to Money in the Bank? You know, Vince really misses you. Honestly, I think this was, we're fucked. We need to bring Cena back. Cena, can you help us out here? Because that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> yeah. They, obviously, they knew because they had all the merch lined up. It was already on WWE.com prior to, or right after the, the pay-per-view ended. So, obviously, they knew Cena was coming. They made the, as you said, they made the call. Yeah, uh, but it was the right call to make because with Cena coming back, it's it got fans into it again. And where mm. Vince and when where Vince and the WWE are losing viewers and losing ticket sales to AEW because they're going AEW is more of that attitude error times mm-hmm. seventeen. Yeah, uh, they got to bring in some of the old heavy hitters to start reeling these fans back in. Yeah, and still, to be honest with you, I don't know. This is my personal opinion. Despite their faults, because don't get me wrong, they they have theirs as well, um, mm-hmm. and they're still a young company. But I still feel that you know, the majority of the time, AEW is still putting out a superior product. Oh, yeah. um, they have not, you know, steered me away from spending fifty dollars on their pay per views whenever they come up. So if I'm willing to still throw down the loot, that means they're doing something right. So. I think they're winning the war right now. Plus, they have a new show coming up uh, that's going to go head-to-head with uh, good old Crackdown coming up uh, next month, I believe, or maybe in September. Uh, I'll have to get the name of that for next week. But, um, yes, it looks like AEW is putting a little hurt on uh, WWE as far as I can tell. 
So that oh, was Money man. in the Bank. Everyone, what is your thoughts on Money in the Bank? Send us in. Let us know what you think of the matches. Uh, we're going to kick it over to the Raw after the pay-per-view. That's always an interesting uh, episode of Raw after any pay-per-view. Uh, as we are an hour and 25 minutes into the broadcast. Glad to see not died yet again, Mr. Jack Torrance. Glad to see you still have power. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just doing, you know, the... Uh... The old Undertaker shit. Now nah, I gotta. If I keep going like this, you know, I'll keep the lights on. So just, uh, you know, how you Undertaker knew there? how to handle that power. How you holding up over there, Nighthawk? How's your, how's that wine tasting? Any better? Dang. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you got wine. It would have been it would have been something if you you know you were like you know what I'm glad you asked because it's so much fucking better now than it was 20 minutes ago. Shizzle <laughs> my nizzle. Props to Snoop man. Sasha uh, Banks' cousin. We are gonna run through Raw pretty quick, uh, except for some honorable mentions for the highlights. Uh, we just talked about John Cena closing out Money in the Bank. John yeah, Cena. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> time is up. My time is meow. Uh, right, can't keep your friends anymore. Uh, John Cena opened Monday Night Raw, which I thought was a little confusing at first because if he's going after Roman, he needs to be on SmackDown, not on Raw. Okay, good point. So good point. Cena came out, back to the WWE fans. He officially told Roman Reigns that he will be at SmackDown on Friday and it's coming for the Universal Championship. <clears throat> well, I'm not surprised by this right off the bat because Vince is like, good God, we need you. Like, I'm going to put you on fucking everything. I'm bringing Sunday Night Heat and Superstars back just so I can put you on that, too. Like, I wouldn't I'm mind not, Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> I'd love to see Superstars back. You know, that'd be a good reason to get up before noon on Saturday. But, um, so after I'm not surprised we- by this. No. Uh, after Cena come back on commercial break, we have Riddle and the Viking Raiders taking on John Morrison, AJ Styles, and Almost, and Riddle and the Viking Raiders take it via the pinfall. Uh, the Raiders hit Morrison with the Viking experience, some miscommunication with Almost, and uh, with Almost possibly attack, Almost attacking Morrison. Uh, basically, what happened? Riddle went, came down, got behind uh, the Miz in his wheelchair. Took one of the little Mrs. Squirt guns and squirted almost in his back and almost <laughs> thought it was uh, the Miz. So um, before we move on from there, I'm curious myself about this. Um, this just adds to my curiosity. What's up with the Miz? Why is he not out there with Morrison? Uh, remember, he got bit by uh, zombies. Has he not been around since the zombie attack? Has I think so. Long? Really? I think WrestleMania was his last. Ah, uh, so Morrison must have sacrificed the Miz and escaped, and now Miz is part of the Walking Dead. So that's how that because because the Miz is walking fine in his TV show, from what I've seen. Right. Not, not that I watched the Miz show, but you know the little. Oh, I thought that was your favorite. I thought your DVR was chock full of Miz and Misses because I know how much you love him. <laughs> Oh, I oh, dude, that totally sucks. Well, I might as well tell you now. You know what I got you for your birthday was the friggin' Miz and Mrs. DVD box set. So, cat's out of the bag. I hope it's not open because I want to keep it as a collector's edition. <laughs> I figured you want to put it on the wall. Jesus, thank you. The best gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget I love you. <laughs> I know. Then we saw Natalia and Tamina against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax again. 
Italian uh, Tamina defeated via pinfall because Reginald got in the way and distracted. Shanna Baszler. Reginald Denny? <laughs> so Nia Jax and Shayna fired Reginald. Nia Jax headbutted Reginald in the head. And then out of nowhere, the 24 championship belt holder at the time, uh, Kiru Tozawa, came running mm-hmm. down to the ring with people chasing him. And Reginald pinned him, and now Reginald's a 24-7 champ. Oh, God, please retire that stupid 24-7 thing. I hate it. Here's what so- I'm saying. Here, and if I'm ever at a wrestling event and someone is carrying that belt, that belt's open for grabs. Right? Even Just if like the fan. hardcore title was back in the day, which I hated that rule, too. I love the hardcore title, but when they put that 24-7 crap on it with well, Crash yeah. Holly and fucking Shane McMahon's douchebags from Connecticut there. What were they? The Preppy Goons or whatever? The, the Posse. The Posse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mean Street Posse. Thank Mean Street you. Posse. Yeah. That's when the hardcore title was like, dude, this sucks now. It started mm-hmm. off with such a great legacy with Big Boss Man and Al Snow and Hardcore Holly and, and Mankind. And then they were like, let's make this suck. So I've never been a fan of the 24-7 title. Aside from when Gronk won it. That was cool. They should just, yeah. once again, should have retired it with Gronk. But yeah, it's still stupid. Uh, then Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo again. I'm tired of this fucking feud. Let, <laughs> let them go. Put them on a pay-per-view. Get it over with. Sheamus won. Like... Give that guy a new name, too. I hate the fact that it sounds way too much like Alberto Del Rio. Right. really don't like that. (laughs) Like, if Sheamus isn't going to defend the U.S. belt like it should be defended, let's have him drop it to someone that's going to defend it because this is just – there's more people. There's no more – there's more talent on the card to go after this belt. Why is it just Sheamus and Carly? Like, let's get it over with. As you know, I mean, I I, thanks to the show, I make sure I watch, you know, SmackDown and – uh, dynamite every week. So I'll be perfectly honest with you. I rarely get to raw. I just find out what you tell me. So, I, um, this is one of those, I don't know. Like why? Yeah. Uh, get, get over. It's done. Yeah. No. And, uh, this, this is more of a meh. The stocks just keep going. We saw, well, it started off going, then it went. <laughs> oh. we saw, uh, the flatulence was right. <laughs> we saw the modern day Tinder Mahal and his goons come out and uh, talking about Drew and this feud is now building up again for Jinder Mahal and Drew to fight. And Drew just and this is where this this stock kit went up was Drew came out and beat the living piss out of Jinder Mahal and his goons with a steel Ooh. chair over and over for probably a good solid five to six minutes. Like destroy two steel chairs. Oh, like this okay. is where WWE is starting to pick it up with a little bit of violence again. You so, know what? I came across. Sorry to cut you off real quick. I came across something about this today, and I was so busy trying to get ready. I saw that someone. I got to look it up later. Some like WWE Hall of Famer, I guess, came out. I didn't know exactly what they were talking about because I didn't see Raw. But I guess they came out and said that the chair segment there was a bit much. But I, from oh, the sounds it of bad. it, it was it was good. So go <laughs> Drew check that just out. went. Drew, his strokes just went up in my book. Yeah, dude. Drew went Bobby Ashley on these guys. Raj. If you if you put a chair in Bobby Ashley's hands at Money in the Bank, that was that was Drew last night on Raw. Hey, I mean, I know we all know that Vince has outlawed headshots, uh, which you know I can understand. But if there's a guy who's willing to just take a bunch of chair shots to the back or legs or arms, or whatever, and he's cool more power with it, to him, I say go for it, dude. Like, mm-hmm. come on, give us what we uh, want. And then 
Karrion Cross made his debut and got outmaneuvered by Jeff Hardy. Jeff yeah. Hardy beat him with a pinfall. Uh, after the match, Cross claimed Hardy had made the biggest mistake of his life. Um, did you happen to see the backlash from this match? As I said, I didn't watch Raw, but this was I, one of those things that came up in the news feed today. No, I didn't see the backlash on this one. Oh, I guess uh, even the NXT locker room, not just the NXT fans, but the NXT locker room were all up in arms like, dude, why did he lose his debut on Raw? I guess this guy was the NXT champion, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. There yeah, he was. And they're like, wow, you just made NXT look like garbage. This is NXT's top guy. He His first debut match on Raw, and you didn't let him go over? Yeah. Mm, I don't agree with that either, so I can see why the uh, NXT faithful are not cool with that one. Oh, And that- you know Jeff Hardy would have done the job for the guy, no problem, because it's freaking oh, yeah. Jeff Hardy. He's cool. So that was a dumb booking move there. Vince, good job. <laughs> uh, so... Earlier in the in the raw evening, uh, let me preface this before I get into this one. Rhea Ripley had come out during the coronation of Charlotte Flair's championship belt and issued another challenge for a rematch on Raw. Charlotte denied, but then the twits of Raw came out and said, "No, you're going to fight tonight on Raw." Wait so, a minute, Vince said a long time ago there's no automatic rematch clause anymore. Well, there was a rematch clause, or not not a clause, but they made a rematch. Ryan Make up your mind, Charlotte, dude. <laughs> Ryan Ripley, Charlotte Flair, they took to the match. It, it was just like last night. Uh, Raya won via disqualification because Charlotte was getting her ass beat. And, of course, as you know, the belt can only change hands on a pinfall or submission unless other rules are stipulated. Therefore, Charlotte Flair hit Raya Ripley with the belt to get disqualified to keep her title like the little chicken shit she is. Therefore, Charlotte Flair keeps her belt. But Rhea Ripley destroys Charlotte Flair after the match. Hmm. Charlotte Flair is down and hurt. And who comes in to cash in her money in the bank? No way. E-A-S-H, almost a superhero. Charlotte Flair stands up. Nikki hits her with the crossbody off the top. We have a one, two, three. Nikki A-S-H is wow. now the new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Charlotte Flair was dethroned on her coronation night. So, Fuck off, Charlotte Flair. Nikki A.S.H. is now the new champion. <laughs> wow, that was interesting. Um, you know, it's funny. That makes sense, too, because they were totally, you know, they. I remember leading up to the uh, both Money and Bank matches, uh, you know, pre-show, whatever. They were showing, you know, the statistics over the years of all the Money in the Bank winners and 80-whatever percent of them have gone on to win. Um, so that's kind of interesting because they kept showing a, sp- a specifically the people that like Kane, I think Alexa Bliss did the same thing, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. That very Rollins. night that they won it, they came out and well, Rollins waited until WrestleMania. Well, yeah, yeah. Course, but, we know that, yeah, but, but right Alexa away. Bliss and Kane, like that same night, much like CM Punk. I mean, he went over on uh, Jeff Hardy the second after Jeff Hardy and won, I believe it was the world title. Um, so, that's a cool way of doing it. You do it the next night on Raw like that, bing, bang, boom. I don't so, know. I may be mistaken. I don't know if they have ever done that the night after Money in the Bank and done it on Raw before, so that's cool. So congrats to Nikki A.S.H., mm. superhero for a Now just her. kill that superhero shit gimmick and just let her be Nikki let her and go. you'll be fine. <laughs> then Bobby Lashley had an open challenge to anyone in the locker room to fight him for his WWE Championship. And I guess we saw the. Re- I don't know who this is. Kevin Lee. 
or Keith Lee. You remember who? Oh, that Keith was? Lee. Yeah, yeah. The big dude. Uh, he was originally he was huge in NXT. Uh, there was talk that they were going to let him go just when they started building him up on the Raw roster there, and the fans love him. He's really over. Yeah, uh, he came. He came out to challenge Bobby for his belt. It was a decent match. Uh, he gave Bobby a little run for his money, but at the end, Bobby Lashley hit him with the finisher. Bobby Lashley took the one, two, three, retained his title, but that was not the end of Raw. Real quick, before you get to the finisher there, I, I think a lot of people were actually disappointed um, with the fact that Keith Lee had been kind of put on the back, been put on the back burner and was not a part of the Money in the Bank match because, like I said, the guy was really, really over. And um, he's a unique guy. He doesn't have your typical, you know, Vince loving muscle, you know, friggin' Greek god body. He's a big dude, but he can work and he takes great bumps and he's hard hit. And the fans have always been real big on him. So I think a lot of people were disappointed in the fact that he wasn't a part of this. And I thought, yeah, you, I would have liked to see a feud with him and Lashley, but I guess they already finished that one. They finished that one because the music hits. And let me finish before you go into it, please. The music hits. The 54 year old Goldberg makes his return to Monday Night Raw. Coming down the ring, no. gets in Lashley's face and screams, I'm next. No. Raw ends. So that now leads to your SummerSlam main event to Goldberg versus Lashley. For, I would assume for a double main event between, you know, you got Roman and Cena. Now you're going to have Goldberg and Lashley. Go ahead. Just cracking a beer. That's all I got to say about that. Are you? Mm, no, I lied. Are you fucking kidding me, Vince? <laughs> no, <really? laughs> nope. No, not you. I mean, Vince. I know, no, I know, like, I know. That's what I'm saying. No, I. Why? Why? Give me as, one as, fucking as much, reason why. As much as I hate the guy, I would rather see Brock come back than Goldberg to fight. Yes. Lashley. Yeah. As much as I hate Brock with a passion. That's a match Goldberg we all want to see is fucking Lashley versus fucking Brocks, and considering they were actually both legit MMA fighters. Why right. do you keep bringing... I'm, so, I'm, I'm feeling a little verklempt here. So does Goldberg get the title and then drop it on Raw the next night, and then he's done? Just stop bringing Goldberg back. What is the fucking point, dude? Oh, my God. I just don't understand this at all. Like... All of us WWE fans, thank you, thank you again, Nighthawk. This we're gonna this thing we're getting a lot of use out of this here uh, Cartman fucking meme, and I love the way you've edited this. Oh, your stocks, your stocks have once again gone rocketing here in Miss Nighthawk. Kudos to you, but I don't understand what is the obsession with bringing Goldberg back in. Oh, you earned that. I, I mean, us I WWE know. fans back in the day during the Monday Night Wars and everything. I know a lot of people, you were either WCW or you were WWF, maybe you liked all, both of them, or maybe you were just straight ECW, because yeah, ECW had a big part of the Monday Night Wars, folks, but I, for all of us who were like me, w, more majority WWF and ECW fans, we didn't mm -hmm. like Goldberg back then when he wasn't fucking a million years old. No, and now he's 54 <laughs> right? coming back and he's probably going to get the title to drop it again, just to take it off of Lashley for for maybe Big E to cash in and then beat Goldberg or however it's going to play out. Let Big... Let, that's all I got to say about that. I think we should start a campaign to, like... We, we I'll take signatures and shit. 
and we'll send it to fucking Stanford. Vince, stop putting Goldberg in these fucking shows. Nobody wants to see Goldberg anymore. In my personal opinion, nobody wanted to see him in 1998 because he always sucked and all he ever did was hurt people. He was mm -hmm. not a wrestler. He was a fucking football player. And WCW was like, fuck, we're getting our ass kicked because we were dumb enough to let go of Steve Austin. It looks like WWF's done with them. So what's our idea? Oh, we'll just make our own Stone Cold who's going to have that stupid friggin' streak, which was so fake. And then, like, I don't know, hurt everybody. Another reason, I'm sorry. He might be a good guy in real life, whatever. I personally will never be a fan of Goldberg. I never was in the first place, but for the fact that he shortened poor Hitman's career, and I love the Hitman, so no, just please, nobody wants to see Goldberg anymore, Vince. Just stop. Yep. You, you can't tell me with that roster, you can't find somebody else to fit that role, really? I don't know, maybe uh, Braun Strowman. Oh, wait, he doesn't work for the WWE. Uh -huh. Hell, I would have taken Daniel Alistair Bryan. Black. Oh, wait, he doesn't work for the WWE. Uh, oh, Alistair Black, oh, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. All right. As we Gross. wind down the show, thank you everyone for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Please like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can follow us and let us, and you can know when we are live and doing our fun shit. Speaking of fun shit, Mount Rushmore. The cream of the crop, the rising to the top, the main event of the program here, folks. And I'm not talking about the dead presidents. I'm talking about what? Is your Mount Rushmore when it comes to the wrestling world? Who would you put as your five on Mount Rushmore? This was a very, very tough one for me, no doubt. It was kind of tough for me too. I because uh, mm -hmm. there's some that I really like and I want to put up there, but I just don't mm. think they cut it. You can only have four. That's my, that was my biggest problem because I have uh, not no, only now, now, now I got to cut one. Yeah, I thought we were doing five. I did five. <laughs> oh, well, Mount Rushmore only has four heads on it, right? Yeah, well, I know. But this is my Mount Rushmore. Uh, well, uh, that's cool. No, you don't have to change a thing. Okay. I can eat. That works right. great for me. I wanted a fifth. So I thought we were going by the actual Mount Rushmore and only doing no, four heads. So. I think five right. is good. I think five is good for our our uh, Mount Rushmores. Five times, um, five times, five times, five times. You want to kick? I know we were going to leave Nighthawk for the end because we know what her Mount Rushmore is, or we think we know what her hey, Mount Rushmore is. Don't, don't, uh, don't get ahead of yourself, that other guy. She might surprise us. She might. Ooh. She usually does. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's not hard to surprise me. Just jingle your keys every once in a while, and I'll be like, "Ooh, ooh, look at the red dot. Let me chase ooh. it." Ooh, yeah, meow, 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 meow. Start calling them the meow ropes. Right off the meow Tuesdays. <laughs> um, I guess I'll kick it off with, with uh, my Mount Rushmore. Mm -mm -mm. Do it up, guy. Oh, so this Let's was have the birthday boy fired. Yeah, so this was a tough one. There's, like I said, there's so many wrestlers that I that I like and would put on a pedestal. But I guess this would be the highest pedestal you can put them on. I felt bad um, doing this and picking only four. I'm glad yeah. we can do five because so, I have an honorable mentions list. I hope you guys don't mind. I cut it to only 10. Now I can cut it to nine. But, okay. yeah, this was hard for me because I don't, don't like leaving. Don't make me go an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> Just the honorable mentions. That'll go down that real quick. But um, um, this was very hard because there's a lot of guys that deserve to be on this list. But you can yeah. only pick so many. So I'll run through my five. Uh, no particular order of importance. But yeah, I didn't do that either. Off, no. off the top of the list, right here is Andre the Giant. 
Andre's oh. going right at the top. I mean, he's eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. It's Andre the Giant. That's all you yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with putting him on your Mount Rushmore, dude. Andre was the guy that helped really. I, I look at it this way. If it hadn't been for Andre back in the you know late 70s into the early 80s before you really got into the Hulkamania era and all that, Andre was was really what was selling wrestling all across the country mm -hmm. uh, back in the old territory days. Everybody wanted to get their hands on Andre, every promoter, because he was a one-in-a-lifetime spectacle that you could really just use once in any town. Everybody just wanted to come out and see the guy. As much as I don't want to say you know, it, he was kind of like the freak show of the circus because it's a guy who's seven foot four, mm -hmm. 500 pounds. You don't see that every day to your point. So yeah, they're going to come out to see Andre. Yeah. And you know, to yeah. your point, I mean, Andre's story, as we all know, it's a tragic one. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt about it. The poor guy, he was such a good dude, but he unfortunately suffered from a very uh, horrible affliction and it ended his life way too quick and he suffered for many many years and a lot of pain for that so for him to still go out and despite all that i mean he could have had treatments and this and that that could have prolonged his life he loved the sport he loved it so mm -hmm. much that he just gave it all to those fans so andre absolutely excellent pick um after andre i'm going with a with a newer generation Rassler. I'm going with Mr. John Cena. I, I just, my, my Cena sense was tingling. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I can't argue that either. You can't argue. I mean, for me, you can't argue Cena. I mean, he is what has held this portion of the WWE together. Cam's like part of the tail end of the Attitude Era and now into the PG Era and is kind of what held the WWE at the top in my eyes. Uh, without Cena, you don't have what you have today. Oh, no doubt about it. With this day and age. I look at it this way. You had the Hulkster of the 80s, you had the Austin of the 90s, and you have the Cena of ever since, because they haven't come up with anyone who is as big as Cena was since, you know. Well, you just brought up the Hulkster, and he's he's the next one on my Mount, my Mount Rushmore. Because you, you can't have the 80s, you can't have rest, you can't have the WrestleManias without the Hulkster. I mean, we had this debate on one of our first shows, Hulkster or Macho Man, would Hulkster be where he was with Macho Black and so on and so forth? Hulkster goes on my on my Mount Rushmore because I will forever be a Hulkamaniac, even at 41 years old tomorrow. I will forever rock the red and red and yellow of the Hulkster. And I was always down here with a bit more of the Macho Madness myself, but to be their own, I mean, I it's completely understandable. Um, Macho Man, no doubt, had way more talent than. Hogan mm -hmm. did, but Hogan came in at the right time, the right look, and he, him the right push. He got the right push, and Hogan could, you know, those promos he did. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I mean, that was a staple of pythons. A very kid, you know, who was a yeah, wrestling fan. pythons back in the eighties. Oh, should we get the measuring tape out there, guy? Hey, well, huh? Anyway, whatever helps you sleep at night, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, so you can take your pythons, and I can accept that, yeah, um, because of the impact that he had on the business, um, I could easily see putting Hogan up there. I personally wouldn't, just my personal opinion. Yeah. But, it's, um, but I think, you know, the majority of people do, and I, I can't argue it because, I mean, the guy, along with Vince, helped he re he revolutionized revolutionize the, the business. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, and the sport itself. Yes, no doubt. And when, when you talk about revolutionizing the business and when we get to the Attitude Error, 
for me, I wanted to throw Austin up there. I just went with – I had to go with Triple H. Whoa. I had wow. to go with Triple H. He was just – his attitude error to me was Triple H. His attitude, the pop he got when he came back, the title – Oh, Madison Square had, Garden, that Madison, was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's just – to me, Triple H was a no-brainer. I wanted to put Austin up there. He's one of my honorable mentions because, yes, Austin was a huge, huge part of the Attitude Era, but his was more of the Vince feud, Vince and Austin, which is what carried the, the Attitude Era as well. But Well, it's still the greatest feud of all time yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then Triple H was also a very big factor in that, and that's – I got his battles with, with Foley – and mm-hmm. Undertaker, the Michael, Rock and... especially The Rock, too. Uh, the Rock didn't even come close to making my Mount Rushmore. But that's no, no, I would never <laughs> put The Rock on there. <laughs> I wouldn't um, blame anyone for putting him on there, but not my cup of tea. Yeah. No. And then my final carving on the Mount Rushmore, if you will. I'm sure it comes to no surprise to anyone, the sexy boy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Shawn Michaels, the showstopper, <laughs> the main event, the ha, icon. Shawn the man who has a birthday the day after mine, July 22nd. Oh. Happy birthday to the heartbreak kid. Wow, uh, will. No doubt about that. He is my fifth and final Mount Rushmore inductee. I'm not surprised at all that you put Shawn Michaels on there. I actually thought, knowing you as long as I have, that you were going to mention him first. Because I know you've always been down with the sexy boy. Hands off the merchandise. Can't blame me there, dude. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, Michaels was one of those once-in-a-lifetime athletes that could do things that other guys just couldn't do. And despite his, you know, problems and Mm -hmm. demons, if you will, uh, throughout his career, he still was able to fucking work through all that, all the surgeries he had, his back being all screwed up, and made one of the greatest comebacks in pro wrestling history. Um, So... Yeah, there's no question that Shawn Michaels deserves to be up there. Um, I actually don't – I don't argue your Triple H placement. I mean, you know, Triple H certainly deserved to be up there, but uh, you taking him over Stone Cold, I, that's I impressive. That was, I don't I don't think like a I lot said, of people would do that. So like, I said, like I said, it was a tough one for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just felt Triple H had a little bit more – to give during that era. Well, you have to give him credit as well. Uh, And even though I was never a fan of the rock, I'll give him credit on this as well. Uh, When Austin got hurt, it was like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Because (laughs) everything was built around Austin and, you know, triple H, um, the rock and to give him credit as well, Mick Foley for what he still had left in the tank at that rate. Those guys were helping carry that ball. Big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Austin, you know, remember, of course, when Booker T came in and, you know, it wasn't his fault, but it was, what, 2001. And they had that black spot where Austin hit the table and mm-hmm. fucked up like three vertebrae in his neck and all that. So it was like, okay, we just lost our top dude. So who's going to pick up the ball? So Triple H, without a doubt, has been there, you know. Yep. Through thick and thin. And, I mean, who could ever forget the hog match, hog pen match, when <laughs> someone throws a soda bottle right in his face, so. <laughs> oh, oh yes, the hog that, match. That is my Mount Rushmore. Who's up next? Who's coming on deck? Mr. I'll Jeff give it Cohen? to the lovely lady if she would like to go. Or are we saving the best Me? for last there? That's well, it. I don't see any other lovely ladies on this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult Diggs that way? <laughs> well, uh, he is great. 
I'm all sexy boy. now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this may surprise you, but it's not just Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> we actually thought we were getting five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> No, he is first on my list. They're not in any specific order. Yeah, I figured we don't have to go in order. All right, cool. So we got him. And I don't have any other reason other than I like these people. So yeah, fair <laughs> That's all you need, honestly. I mean, all Roman right. right now has held the belt for 300 and, what, 22 days or something like that? I so, believe you're correct, and I like that fact. We've talked about that right, before. So. Long reigns, go reigns, yeah. Yes, go. good pick. And then we got Seth Rollins. That's nice. a fine pick. Fine pick. Finn Balor. Ah, Ooh, you're a fan of Finn. Finn. The former Prince Debit back in the old indie days. Yes. Who made Great. his return as well, I believe, uh, on this past SmackDown. I thought I heard something about that. Of course, we skipped SmackDown this week in favor of the pay-per-view, so I'll have to go yes. back. Finn oh. is back. He's back on SmackDown. Good pick. Hey, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and then I got Liv Morgan and Sasha Banks. Mm. Hometown girl, yeah. Sasha Banks. Yes, yes. Snoop's cousin. Makes sense why you're drinking the Snoop wine. And <laughs> yes, she represents yes. Boston. Yes, and Sasha has gone down as, you know, she's going to go down as one of the great, all-time great wrestlers, uh, well, women wrestlers in general, especially. Look at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the, the main event in Mania, night one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, no. We we've, we've said it over over and over before to hold that right that WrestleMania main event card like that. That's some pretty fucking good talent. So good pick on Sasha Banks, and you know you picked my future ex wife and Liv Morgan. So good pick. <laughs> yeah, Sasha has definitely been one of those like Becky Lynch. You know, they really helped usher in you know the end of that diva crap, and we're like, hey. We can actually wrestle, so let us fucking compete. You know, not doing the you know stupid pillowcase matches or whatever the fuck Jello shit they used to do back in the Brown day. panties. She was Sasha was a huge, huge part of that. So um, mm-hmm. right up there with Becky Lynch as well. I love Becky too. I can't wait for her to come back. Um, but yeah, um, I, I that was a solid. And Liv Morgan right now, like I said earlier in the show, I really thought you know if I was in charge of writing booking, whatever the fuck. I would have had her win Money in the Bank as much as I wanted Oscar or um, uh, uh, Psycho Girl there. Why am I forgetting her name now? Yeah. Alexa Bliss. Alexa, thank you. I just wanted you to say Alexa again. <laughs> yeah. It but, um, yeah, no, Liv, I, I expect good things for her in the future. I think she's going to be a big part of that next level of the, uh, of the women's roster there. So, not bad at all, Dan, this Nighthawk. Good picks for your Mount Rushmore. And I'm not going to lie, I really was anticipating you just sit there and be like, number one, Roman Reigns. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> so, all right, look at that. I've gotten a couple of surprises this weekend thanks to the old pay-per-view and A-Dub, and Nighthawk is keeping the tradition rolling. So, here's to you now. Mr. Jack Torrance, I'm going to say Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind, uh, Terry Funk, and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, well. He's like, well, now there goes my That's it, folks. We're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, Darth, let's see. Who's on your... I got to just at least... Okay, so now I know we can have five. Oh, God, that actually made things even worse. Shit, so I didn't think of that. Four. <laughs> stick to the four. What no, you got? I got to put it in a number five. I have to because I know oof, there's three especially that I'm... Actually, maybe four that I'm really torn between, but I know who deserves it, so I, I can do this. So I'm just going to give you my honorable mentions real quick. And these, again, no particular order. Dan, yes, you got the thumb right because he's in there. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did get stoned with the guy, so we'll get there. <laughs> but, yeah, um, honorable mentions. You have to mention Eddie Guerrero. You got to mention Bruno Sammartino, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, Roddy Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Chris Jericho, okay. Shawn Michaels, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um this is this is the top three that's the hardest for me, but I have to go. I know who I got to go with. Um, we have, of course, Rob Van Dam. Um, hell, he was one of the best quotes I literally ever heard. When you know it, it's actually it was uh, done by Don Callis back in the day when he was in ECW. When he said, "If God was a wrestler, he'd be Rob Van Dam," because Van Dam was otherworldly. There'll never be another Rob Van Dam. I could also put Sabu up there as well, because I love Sabu. Um, and yes, Tommy Dreamer is one of the greatest wrestlers I ever met. I love, I always love me some Dreamer. But RVD is definitely up there. And then um, this is where it got really hard for me. You gotta mention the hitman. Okay, yeah. The hitman, oh, this still hurts, and I'm sorry. I I is yeah. Hitman is, is Hitman still on your honorable, honorable mention? Oh, this is the tough one for me because he's torn with me right now. And ooh, yeah, the Macho Man. <clears throat> so you know what? I'm gonna split it. That's my number five. Fuck it, I don't care. Brett the Hitman Hart and Macho Man both comprise my number five because I cannot insult either one of these great legends by not putting either. So one do you on like the list. do like a half face of Brett and a half mm-hmm. face of Macho yeah, Man? Yeah, like a little two face action, like Batman style. Like face off like John Travolta. <laughs> That's even better. I want to take his face off. But um, hello, the Macho Man. What do I have to say other than? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slim G. <laughs> yeah, cream of the crop, to the top. And Brett, I mean, you're talking the greatest Brett technician Hart. in the history of professional wrestling. The man who carried that fucking company on his back, along with the Undertaker and Michaels, when he felt like it back when you know when he wasn't stoned. The or stocks high. were real, yeah. And when the stocks were real low on WWF back then, yeah. Go ahead and sue me, Vince. I said it. He's coming um, for us. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, Vince was going through the steroid trials. It was a really dark time for for uh, the WWE, F, whatever the fuck. And Brett was the reason why that fucking company existed. Brett also has got to be one of the most popular wrestlers in the world. Like, at that time when he was wrestling, outside of America, it seemed like everywhere he went, he was like, you know, Elvis or something. Um, so Brett definitely has to be mentioned. And now, without any further ado, here is the actual final four. My Mount Rushmore. No particular order here, folks. You gotta go with the dead man. The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He's on that hill, man. He's on yep. that hill. 30 fucking years of quality entertainment from that man. And another guy that, boy, did he help carry that company through some dark times. Um, you know, everyone knows he was well-renowned as like the ultimate, um, locker room, 
Master General, you know, um, I, I love the stories of finding out when guys screwed up, you had to go to Undertaker Court, basically, and he would decide your your punishment for when you screwed up because Vince trusted him that much and had that much faith in him. And Undertaker's even said that, you know, he looks at Vince as like a father and mm-hmm. I know the feeling's mutual. But how do you not? I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, who have you ever met anybody who's an actual wrestling fan in your life that was like, well, I fucking hate The Undertaker. He sucks. No, then nope. you're not a real wrestling fan. So Undertaker, definitely on the list. Um, I'm just going to combine all three of those faces into one. Do love Cactus Jack. Nick Foley. And Mankind. <laughs> Nick Foley, of course. Duh, you knew he was going on my list. Bang, uh-huh. bang, Mr. Foley. Um, and then, you know, I got to have Stone Cold. All right. Stone Cold is on my list. Um, you got, you're talking about a guy that he's the only person that you can sit there and actually debate. Okay, who was bigger in their eras? Was it Hogan or Austin? You can't. And, in, and not to take anything away from Cena, but when Austin popped off in, you know, 97, 96, even whatever the case was. And then, you know, you look at Hogan back in 84, 85. Those are right on the same level. Mm-hmm. No, um, I get it. The reason I would take Austin over the Hulkster <coughs> is because it's fucking Stone Cold. It's still, you know, him and Vince, still the greatest feud of all time. Nothing will top that. I could sit here all night talk about how fucking great Stone Cold is. I don't think I really need to because everybody out there gets it. And that leaves us with numero, well, like I said, no particular order. But I don't think it's any surprise. You already spoiled it earlier. It's the hardcore living legend, folks. My grandfather, Terry Funk. I love that, man. No surprise there. But But that's a hell of a Mount Rushmore. Thank you. No, and I, I totally understand yours. And this is one of those, like, you know, you, everybody's going to have their own opinion. This was really hard to pick, and nobody's really wrong. Um, unless you looked at the flyer that I put up on uh, Facebook where it was just not Scott Steiner more. <laughs> so, then you'd be wrong. <laughs> oh, good. I think that was a good Mount Rushmore by everybody. Uh, right on. Their picks it came with the surprise of not just five Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh, I could have come up with, you know, like you said, three McFoley's, a Stone Cold, and the Terry Funk. So, <laughs> but I mean, and, and to throw some of the women up there that are truly mm. deserving of it as well. So, uh, great picks by all for their yeah. Mount Rushmores, and no hatred on any of them because every single one of those people mentioned deserve to be up on that pedestal. Hell yeah! Um, so, moving forward, next week there may or may not be a show talking about wrestling because i am on vacation and i'm up in the woods where there may be no service oh so does that mean uh nighthawk is interested we're gonna take over the reins for a week here do a movie show or whatever y'all want to do i may pop in if i have some service but we can talk about that later but i am going to put a challenge out for our next show with the three of us which would be in two weeks I want to put together your dream pay-per-view. Oh, wow. What an awesome topic. I can oh, I can dig that, sucker. Eight matches. Eight matches. Eight, an eight-card match. An eight-card oh. pay-per-view. Ooh, yeah, taking me back to the old N64 WWF No Mercy days. Yeah. Make your and, own pay-per-view. And what would you call the pay-per-view? Oh, wow. I'm going full. I like this one. <laughs> so you got two weeks. You got two weeks to do this. 
I think I gotta go dust off my old N64 tonight. Get the old cobwebs out. Play some WrestleMania 2000 or no more. Right? Diggity dog. Socko. So, yes, that'll be our topic of discussion in two weeks, along with all of your recaps and everything. Hell yeah. Everybody watching, listening, dozens and dozens of fans, thank you again. Please go like, share, subscribe to the YouTube page, hellyoutube.com slash hellentertainment666. We would greatly appreciate your shares, your likes, your subscribes. Tell your friends, tell your grandmas, because they definitely want to listen to us. And I'm uh, a big hit with grandmas, actually. They love me. And courtesy of Miss Nighthawk, we're going to give this one more time. Yeah. Do can, <laughs> because you're not going to fucking stop us. You're not going to stop. Off the Rope Tuesdays with the podcast kids, Jack Torrance and Nighthawk. We bid you farewell. We will see you in two weeks, possibly a week for some shenanigans. But uh, until then, keep it rocking. Hasta la pasta. And you still can't see me. Yum, 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 yum. Should we just...